Injured in a car accident? We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery, no fees or costs. If another lawyer wants more, lawyer up 904. For accidents, injuries, and more, lawyerup904.com. You know it! Yes, sir! All righty! Yeah. little screaming early for you guys. Uh-oh. Can't do too much, though. They weren't ready for that. Uh-uh. Voice is, uh, it's okay. But check me at about 10 o'clock today. We're going to battle through. It's all right. We're good here. How we doing? What's happening? How about them Lakers? How'd they do last night? They caught another L. Did they? Yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> yes, I did. I actually was watching that game. I dozed off. Uh, the Lakers had made a run to close the third period, third quarter. And, uh, yeah, they were right there. But I guess Boston hung on and beat them. In overtime, I see. Oh, geez. They went to OT. Wow. I don't know, you know, Boston, uh, how do you look at that if you're L.A.? You got to win some games here, obviously, because you don't want to but they are what they are. They had A.D. and LeBron, 37 and 33, and then they get nothing else. Dangerous had 20. Actually made seven baskets last night. That's pretty big. One of six from three-point land. It's amazing to me that the Lakers, with LeBron James, cannot figure it out that they need shooters. 27% from three-point land last night as a team. You can't win. LeBron hits the open guy. All you need is a couple shooters who can knock the ball through, and you'll be fine. Go get some shooters. Knicks are going to trade Evan Fournier to the Lakers, by the way. You can have him. And all we're asking back is... uh, AD. So take Russ off our hands. We're not taking Russ. If we if we do, we're idiots. It's good to be here on a Hump Day Wednesday. We got good show planned today. We've got trivia. We've got Chris Doring, and we're going to talk to some Hall of Fame voters. I, I said we were going to do it, and we're just going to get in their minds. And John McClain is a good guy. He's one of the nicer men. He saw Fred Taylor, so I value his opinion about Freddie T. Um. He watched Fred Taylor as much as anyone in another city could. So I, I want to see what he feels like. I want to I know if he thinks he's a Hall of Famer. And if he's not, why? And we'll continue to present our case for our guy, Freddie T. So we'll do that later today. That's coming up. Is that in the 8 o'clock hour, E? Yes, sir. 8 All o'clock right. hour. All right. That'll be in the 8 o'clock hour. So uh, that'll be fun. So it's good to be here. Uh, Jeff's off today, in case you missed it. We got into a shouting match yesterday. He went over the line and he got suspended for two days. So he won't be in today or tomorrow. Um, you can read his apology on Facebook. I don't want to make a big deal out of it. E, you saw it happen. I saw it when it went down. Yeah. it. I was you, afraid. You could tell he, I don't know if the Bayless Sharp thing got him going. I don't know what it was, but it's a two day. Which is not so bad. We've all had to serve suspensions throughout our careers here in the business. This is not Jeff's first, nor will it be his last. 
Um, the problem is, is it happened in front of the wrong people. You got to know when you're doing it. You got to. You know, and sometimes when he loses it, he can't get it back. And so I actually kind of, I did this, he right? Tell everybody what I'm doing. Jeff's here. I'm here. We're face to face. And I did this. You signaled. I did. You signaled. I tried, but he had gone too far. He it, couldn't stop. It was too late. It was too late. But I was. I was Even the signal. Like, you know hey, how you shake. You know how you do your head and your eyes, and you go to the left. Hey, look, like look, look. look. <laughs> too late. And so he'll be out today and tomorrow. I think no pay. Also, by the way, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it's no pay. Otherwise, why? It's a vacation. If you, if you, right? It'll just take a couple of days off to cool off. And then, so, anyway, it's, it's, like I said, I don't want to make a big deal out of it. It's just, uh, it just happened. And McClain, by the way, is in the 9 o'clock hour. John McClain, like we said, will be in the 9 o'clock hour. That's Thank right. you, E. Uh, the Jags and the Cowboys Sunday, I'm building towards this excitement. We've enjoyed the victory here for a couple of days, but over the uh, Titans. And this year has been a lot about breaking streaks. There is a streak here that is just, we've had some bad streaks here, man. Like, like, like embarrassing streaks, right? I mean, embarrassing. And this one is right up there, if you ask me. And that's the losing streak against the NFC. The Jags have lost, wait for it, wait for it. 20 games in a row against the NFC. And that is an NFL record. And so I was looking at some information about it, and it started against the team we play Sunday, the Dallas Cowboys. So back in 2018, when we were going to go to the Super Bowl, based off of what we did in 17, we went to New York to open with the Giants. I was at that game. And we should have known when Blake Bortles is your leading passer, uh, TJ Yeldon is your leading rusher, and Lavernius Cole is your leading, not Lavernius, Keelan Cole <laughs> is your leading trouble. I'm out of trouble. Yeah. Keelan Cole is your leading pass receiver. That You're not that good of a team. We should have known that. But we didn't buy that because our defense was so great. So, and in that game, we continued the 17 defense. You remember Miles Jack had a pick six, I believe, and that cemented the win 20 to 15. Then we had our Super Bowl and we beat New England. But we had beaten an NFC team, the Giants. Then we lost to Tennessee 9-6. But that was just an aberration because we came back and we beat the Jets and Bortles was so good. He was so good against New England and so good against the Jets. And uh, we were 3-1 and one heading to Kansas City. And then we had a little, you know, we got blown out by Kansas City. It was a bad game. All right. Then we went to Dallas. And we started something bad. We lost 40-7. to seven. We got annihilated by a young Dak Prescott. And that started a, a, a streak that is now up to 20. We've played 20, 19 NFC teams since and lost every one of them. We lost to Dallas, we lost to Philadelphia that year, and we lost to Washington, uh, you'll remember that one, at home, 
And that one might have been the uh, Josh Johnson quarterback Washington football team. So we lost three in 18. And then we went to 2019. And the streak continued with a loss to Carolina. I mean, we lost everybody. We lost Carolina. We lost to New Orleans. Jeez. We lost to Tampa Bay. Wasn't Tom Brady either. Uh, we lost to Atlanta. So we, we lost to the South that year. Then we went to 2020. And in 2020, it was Detroit. It's now beating us twice, by the way, in the streak. It was Green Bay. Battle Green Bay pretty good, by the way. Right? It was Minnesota. And it was Chicago. That was the tank for Trevor year. And then we went to 2021 with Trev. We lost to Arizona. Lost to Atlanta. Lost to the Rams. Gee whiz. I mean, we lost to the, you know, so it's division by division by division. Lost to San Francisco. Now we've gone to 2022. We got one last chance. We've already lost to Washington. The Giants, jeez, I think you'd win one of these. Detroit, mm. now we have Dallas. This is it, boys, because after that, we got the Jets, Houston, and Tennessee. So, this is it. Got to stop that streak. That streak, you know, we've done, we've done some other things. Um, we... Went out to the West Coast, and we won. We finally beat Tennessee. So we need to beat an NFC team, that NFC team, in our way. The Dallas Cowboys. Must-win situation for the Jags, who, when you break things down and you take a look at it, you know exactly what has to happen, right? And I, I feel like I feel like we can still lose one and win the division, but... They're not looking at it that way, thankfully. I got to tell you, you look at social media. Right. And I don't think I've ever seen such an outpouring of love for someone like Mike Leach. He was loved. Right. He was loved because he was funny. He was a genuine guy. Genuine guy. Good guy. And I, I think he always took time for everyone. And so over the last 24 hours... I have seen one story told after another story after another story about Mike Leach. It's been tremendous. I never knew he was that funny. Oh, yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. And he's kind of, he was kind of, he's just quirky. But love ball, love people, love to learn. Really intelligent dude. You know, I think he's a guy who... Some some people in the industry, they get you know when you when you're very successful in whatever you do, I think you act like sometimes that your time is more important than everybody else's. I know I do, <laughs> so I, I I think that I think that he never did that. You know what I mean? Like like like, and I, I don't want to name names because I, I whatever, but. A Mike Leach press conference 
wasn't just about football, right? You could ask the guy anything, and you've seen it through the last 24 hours. You could ask, hey, it's Halloween, Mike. What do you want to – what's your favorite candy, you know? I saw Alyssa Lang. Hey, I'm planning a wedding. Any wedding advice? Go ahead and elope, he told her. You know? So, I mean, you could – and, 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 and he's able to – you know, he's not a guy, are you kidding me? I just lost the Egg Bowl. Or, are you kidding me? I just got beat by Alabama. Or, you know, or even if he won a big game. Are you kidding me? We, we just beat our rival. We want to celebrate. He was always so I, – I really respect and love that about him. And um, it's, it's great hearing all the different stories about Mike Leach. And I thought one of the coolest things that I saw so far was at, at the stadium in Starkville. First off, they had his picture up on the, on the video board. But they took a uh, pirate flag. Somebody got a pirate flag and put it up the uh, flagpole and it had it at half mast. Which, but he, you know, his nickname we always called him the pirate. The ox skater loved Mike Leach, and he used to. We used to talk about him all the time. And you ever ran into him? I never did. No, and, the and, ox. Oh, I don't. No, no. Thank God, <laughs> that would have been bad. Um, but yeah, that would have been bad. Oh, uh, on the uh, 1010XL text line, designed by Lifetime Enclosures, we've got to beat Dallas, the NFC, Dan, after all. We've got to face the NFC in the Super Bowl. Good point. Maybe that's when we'll break the streak. So, anyway. um, uh, 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 They're looking for Jeff's apology as well um, on Facebook. Did I say it was on Facebook? I didn't mean Facebook. I think it's on one of the platforms. Oh, it might be on Roku. <laughs> Did he put it on Roku or on oh, MySpace? Apple? Where is it? Stitch? Stick? Stitcher? I'm not sure exactly where it is, but I know he, from what I understand, he was forced to put one out. I mean, he he willingly put one out. So don't worry, it's no big deal. Don't make a big deal out of it, Google. It's just between us. I'm just letting you inside the business, man. I don't want to. Di- don't come back on Friday. Um and, and and when Jeff's back, he'll don't be break, back. Yeah, don't bring it back up. Don't bring it up. It might, it's sore subject. It is, and he's going to get mad at me because I shot my mouth off. So don't bring it up. Just understand what happened. I shared it one time. I'm not going to make a big deal of it. I'm not going to do it again. I did it for you six o'clockers because you, you're beloved to Jeff. He's your guy. I understand that. I'm just a fill-in dude. Don't worry about it. Media mogul just come. Media mogul did the late news last night. Kind of rolled in uh, early here. Nobody, nobody seems to think about that. You know, when the suspension came down, can you suspend him on Friday? I don't have to do TV Thursday night. No, let's suspend him here. Immediate action. I mean, it had to be immediate. That's fair. It had to be immediate action. He, I mean, well, like I said, you saw it. You. Two days is fair, right? I mean, it got a little heated. I was afraid, man. Yeah, on his side. I don't get afraid like that. Yeah. yeah. And like I said, I did my part. I mean, did I did I instigate it? Sure. But, but I always do. But you also tried to stop it. But I tried to warn him. Yeah, I gave him the, again, I'll, I'll show you what I did when the intern comes. Where's the intern? 
He'll be coming in. What time's he come in? I thought we I thought we fixed that problem. Yeah, I told him he'd come in at seven. Oh, you did? Yeah. All right. You gave him an hour. I gave him an hour. All right. He, he was struggling. Is he struggling? He he he. he I don't know if he's about that life. It's tough for him. I'm trying to break him in. It's tough. Young kids, man, they like to stay up late. So anyway, let's just sweep this thing under the rug. After you know, I'm just for the six o'clock hour. You six o'clockers, I'm just letting you know. There's no harsh feelings between me and him. We're fine. But he got caught, and the things he said were not. You can't get caught saying the things he said. Yeah, that's all. If it's just you and me, like we say, inside the business during the break, and nobody hears it, no big deal. Nobody's taping it. It's fine. He covers us. He doesn't leave the mics open. Except the one time when Jeff asked me if I had a problem. What's your problem? Yeah. He swears that was a joke, but you guys know. You guys know. But anyway, it's again, uh, honestly, it's, it's, uh, it's all good. It's all good. These things happen. Listen, people always ask us, you know, <clears throat> um, we've been doing it, shoot, for, I don't know, 20 years or so together. And it's we spend three hours a day. Think about spending three straight hours a day with somebody. You're going to have moments where you, if you're honest, want to kill the other person. Do you spend three hours a day with your wife? Do you? I would say most of you who are married probably say no. If you've been married, and it probably, if it's zero to five years, maybe. Five to ten years, no way. Ten to fifteen years, not even close. Fifteen, uh, yeah, fifteen plus years, no shot, no shot. So, again, I don't want to make a big deal. I just wanted to let you guys know this is why I'm in today. Don't bring it back up with him on Friday. It's just two days. He crossed the line. He knows it. He apologized. I don't know where he put the apology. He's not very, you know, he's not on a lot of the social media platforms, so I don't know where it is exactly, but. E, maybe you can find that. Yeah, I'll do a search. E'll search for it here this morning, and if we find it, but I'm not playing. You know, I'm not bringing it up, so I'm not going to play it. But I'll tell you where it is, and that's the last we're going to talk of it. Okay. So if you aren't listening now, you can tell your other six o'clockers what happened. And it was real simple, man. It it was over a sports topic, you know, but it escalated and it got personal at least on his side. And that's the one thing you can't do. And 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 then again, the words he chose to use didn't bother me, but they did bother management who witnessed it because he couldn't turn it off. He had kind of sort of lost it, I guess, is the best way to put it. But he'll be all right. He'll be all right. It's no big deal, and we'll move on. So, again, let's focus in on today's show. We've got to get our... Synapse is firing. We got trivia coming up uh, in the seven o'clock hour. We got Chris Doring, so we'll spend some time with him, which will be fun. Uh, and we got John McClain, not the diehard guy. I wonder how many times he's heard that McClain, um, but the long time. I think, by the way, I think John McClain might be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame writers' wing. Oh, nice. Yeah, I think I'm not positive. I'll have to check on that. So uh, we'll get we'll we'll check out on that, and we'll talk to him about Freddie T and some other stuff 
as well in Houston and what quarterback they're going to draft. So a lot to do. It's a busy, busy hump day edition of The Drill right here on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Facebook, MySpace, what's the other stuff? Twitter. Um, if they're on there, I have nothing to do with it because uh, because uh, I, I don't know how. I, I've never sent an email myself. That's the pirate. God rest his soul. On at 61. Just devastating for the Mississippi State family, too. Finally had their coach, had their right guy, and now he's gone. So welcome back to the drill. Hump day, Wednesday, hicking in in the 6 o'clock hour. JP out for a couple days. He'll be back on Friday. Good to be with you. I got a gut punch last night, E. A gut punch. Because social media can be fun and enlightening, and it can also be depressing. By the way, I don't have the board in case anything happens. So, um, And late last night, I said I told you I was working last night, and I'm always perusing things on the social media world. And in the world of baseball, it started. I, we started to see that the Mets are in contact about Carlos Correa. And Francisco Lindor had asked the owner, hey, look into Carlos Correa. We think he wants to play in New York. Um, he'd play third base here. Uh, what do you think? And so Steve Cohen, who's been the greatest owner in Mets history and has opened up the pocketbooks, apparently made contact with Scott Boris, who's Correa's agent, who I hate. And he did it to us again. Curse you, Scott Boris, and curse the world that you live in. So I think he sort of used the Mets, drove the price up, and Carlos Correa signed with the San Francisco Giants overnight. Not bad numbers if you can get the 13 years. 13 years. 350 million. And always understand this, boys and girls, the baseball world, all 350 are going his way. He might get, you know, hit in the face with a baseball. He's getting his $350 million. He may play four of the 13 years, and, you know, he's getting his $350 million. He may hit a slump and be no good. He's getting his $350 million. He is the face of the San Francisco Giants now and has been signed to be so. So uh, the Giants desperately wanted somebody because they had missed on, you know, Judge and others. And um, so they got him. So good for them. Carlos Correa to the San Francisco Giants, 13 years, $350 million. I just, I, I dared to dream last night. As soon as I, because I, I had heard these rumors all along in free agency, I'm like, man, the Mets have spent so much money. They're not going all in on another guy. Uh, they're they're already way over their luxury tax that he's paying the owners paying is is way more than five or six payrolls of different teams. In other words, he gets penalized for how much money he's spent. That's what they do in baseball. So he has to spend seventy five million dollars in luxury tax, and and because that that luxury tax is there to deter uh, owners from going over you know, what number they set every year, their cap. And when they go over it, they have to pay 90 cents on the dollar. So, but he don't care because he's got $15 billion. So if he's spending $400 million, he don't care because he wants to win. 
I love it. 90 cents on a dollar? Yeah, it's tough. Because they don't want you to do it. But he said the hell with it. We're we're doing it. So, anyway, it was a gut punch to me. It happened happened late last night. All right. Um, <clears throat> Doug Peterson was on the Rich Eisen show yesterday. And nothing earth-shaking. But I thought this was interesting. Because we, we all, we've talked a lot about how everybody's talking about Trevor Lawrence and how well he's playing. And I was looking back last night at the tank for Trevor stuff while I was at the television station. And I mean, I, it's the most right I've ever been about any sports call because I started it in the spring of 2020. I knew how bad the Jags were going to be. There was no question we were going to stink and we were going to be in the top five. And I said, as long as we're going to stink, we got to make sure we stink badly because there's a guy there who you could change your whole franchise with. This this type of guy, he's not in every draft. He's not in every draft. He's a a, once in a decade guy. That's what we're talking about timing and the timing worked out for us. Like, and and there's no ping pong balls. Like in the NBA, they all know this dude from France, this Wembenaya guy. Yeah. You know, there's Detroit and Houston and all them teams are going to be angling for him. Uh, but they got to have the luck of the ping pong ball. There's no ping pong balls in the NFL. You got to be the worst one. And I knew it. And even, and I'm not, listen, it was, it was discussed and it, it got poo-pooed by a lot of people, man. You know, when we start talking about it, you got to tank for Trevor. And, the, and, and it just kept building through the season. Even after, and then think about this. We won the first game. And we're like, oh, well, there that goes. Typical Jags. But we were all in on Minshew at that point. Yeah. And then we went to hell in a handbasket. And it was beautiful. It was beautiful. But the tank for Trevor. So, anyway, the tank for Trevor worked. He comes in. But, but, Shad took a big swing, a big gamble on herbs. Herbs didn't work. It was a disaster from almost day one. Herbs fleeced us. I'll never know how much money. I always wonder how much money Herb's got to walk, you know, when they fired him. I know he didn't pay him the whole kit and caboodle. He got a bag, though. But he got a bag. He got a bag. But he, you know, anyway. So, but it didn't work. He tried, but it didn't work. All right. I don't know if we lucked into Doug Peterson. I tend to believe it kind of worked out that way. We interviewed him first, then we didn't hear from him. Leftwich was going to get the job. He ended up not getting the job. There was rumors of a Leftwich sort of a power play. You must hire this guy as the GM. Uh, Jack said, no, we're not. So, I don't know. We'll, ne- we'll never know the whole story, uh, but we know part of it. So, But anyway, we circle back. We get Doug Peterson. Perfect match for Trevor Lawrence. Slow start to 2022, but signs are there. But he... But he's throwing these red zone picks, right? He throws that red zone pick against Houston, and we lose that game 13-6, to and we're like, arg. And then, and then we go to London, and damn if he doesn't do it again. And now we're starting to wonder. And Doug Peterson talked about that cut three with Rich Eisen yesterday. I think with a lot of young players in this league, teaching them how to watch tape, um, is important, you know, mm-hmm. and as coaches, we got to show guys how to watch tape and having a guy like CJ Beathard as a backup, a veteran quarterback hmm. has been a huge help to Trevor in that, That's in that regard. So you're seeing him, you're seeing him, you know, get with Luke Ford. 
I think and I believe that that interception he threw on the goal line at Denver when we played in London yes. uh, several weeks ago, I think was uh, – you know, a, a little bit of a, a wake-up call or a, a, a bell that rung in his head that says, listen, I've, I've got to do a better job of protecting the football. I'm, you know, you're hurting the football team and, and putting a you know, team in harm's way like that. I just think that was a, a play that, one, he would like to have back, but I really put, think it put him on a trajectory or a path that he's on right now. And, and sometimes it takes a play like that or a moment like that for, you know, young players to understand just – how to play this game, and, and since that point, he's he's really uh, done an outstanding job of of just um, you know taking care of the ball. Yeah, uh, I, that. So as 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 down as we were about that, think about how he felt. You got to understand, Trevor Lawrence has succeeded at everything he's ever done in football. You know, Trevor Lawrence popped onto the scene as a thirteen-year-old, okay, up there in Georgia, and they were like, "Who is this guy?" Tall, skinny kid can really spin it. And they were all in on him. And it's been that way ever since. And he was won state championships in high school. Then he went to Clemson and won a natty, right? And had great success there. And so you just assume he's going to have great success. Yeah, I always say the NFL is a great equalizer. It takes time to figure it out. But you know what he's doing? He's figuring it out right before our eyes. And every week, it's something else. And... You know, oh, you know, he's throwing high. His footwork's no good. Uh, fumbles. Uh, he turns the ball over with the interceptions. Well, now you look up. Three quarters of the way through season two, thirty starts. Dilfer said to us, "You know, forty. I can't remember exact. Thirty-five to forty-five starts. You start to get an idea. Well, you give me this guy every Sunday. You got to understand that Trevor Lawrence." is playing the position in an elite way, not in a franchise quarterback way. Right now he's playing elite football for the Jags. I mean, he's the reason why we beat Tennessee. They could not stop him, and they they took away the run, and they could not stop him. So, uh, yeah. that that And, and also remember last, uh, uh, one more thing with Dougie P. Um, Trevor didn't practice last week. He skipped. A uh, couple practices, and still went out there and did extremely well. Cut one e. For him not to practice twice on Wednesday and Thursday last week, and really get all the mental reps, and to come out and perform the way he did for a, for a second year player, and really a first first year player for us, obviously, uh, is is a is a tremendous feat. And and this guy, he just wants to be coached. He wants to he wants to improve. He wants to learn. You know, he wants to grow as a quarterback. And, you know, I think the one thing that, that I appreciate, you know, uh, with him right now is he's taking care of the football. He's he's running the system, running the offense, and uh, played through, obviously played through and is going to continue to play through injury each week, uh, especially in his foot. But um, just, a, just a great performance uh, for him and, and his development. It's, it's sort of a step in the right direction, obviously. Um, but but very impressed with how he handled his week of preparation, and uh, it showed on Sunday. It's a mature kid, man. He definitely didn't. He the way he played, you would not know that he didn't practice. Not at all. Oh my god. Right. But he is a. I tell you what, he's a mature kid. I mean, just think about think about how he impressed Doug Peterson by not practicing, but you know he was staying into it, right? He does his work, and I remember. 
We had Dan Arnold on a TV show this year, and he talked about the efforts that Trevor Lawrence uh, puts in. Trevor Lawrence, by the way, threw a big soiree the other night, a Christmas party at the Lawrence household. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I saw some uh, uh, somebody put it on social media because they put stuff on the Instagram Instagram page. And so I was just looking at it last night. And let's just say uh, boys will be boys. You forget that they're so young, uh-huh. you know, and, and and it's the and it's definitely the good life for the NFL guys. You know what I mean? It's definitely the good life. You've been around it. Yeah, yeah. you've been around with that hen in the Madura. <laughs> what is the Madura green? Maduri is green. Maduri, green. Yeah, that's how put, I make my teal water. You put that Maduri in that hen and sip it. Is what you do, E. I know what you're up to. I know what's happening. But anyway, Doug Peterson was on the Rich Eisen show yesterday, and he had a, a few comments like that. Again, nothing earth-shattering, but <clears throat> if we point to that Denver red zone pick as where Trevor said, all right, that's it. I'm not ever doing that again. I am taking off from here. Uh, that that tells us what we need to know, and that is, uh, oh, that's a good thing, man. I, I just I marvel at how, how well he played the last few weeks, and the one game we didn't play particularly well in Detroit – can't really blame him. I ain't blaming him. That was Drop City in Motor City. So here come the Dallas Cowboys. Huge play, huge game. Raucous atmosphere at the bank. Looking forward to it a lot. I know there's going to be a lot of Cowboy fans. I drive in to the stadium with Marcel Robinson from the television station every Sunday at what time do we go? We go at about 10.30 to 10.45, righty? And the game's at one. Right. And we always have this running joke with he and I. And I look at him and I'll go, traffic today? And he goes, I think around the bend. And so we go up Beach Boulevard to the Heartbridge Expressway. And we go over the Heartbridge and come down and 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 uh, go into, into the stadium area. And 10.30, 10.45... There was one game this year where we hit traffic, and I was like, whoa, it surprised me. And that was the Giants game. There were a lot of Giants fans uh, here. But I'm guessing, judging by the prices on StubHub, um, 200 plus for upper deck. Traffic. We're going to have traffic. traffic. I like traffic. Normally I don't. And after the game, you know, I don't care because we leave well way, after the way game. Way later, right. So, you know, you guys have to deal with that, unfortunately. And, and, but that's a good thing, man. And when your team gets good and then they get really good, they win these games and you're happy sitting in the traffic and you're listening to 1010XL 92.5 FM for the postgame show. So uh, I'll be curious to see Sunday, uh, 1030, 1045, because our – Television, we do a television show at 11.30 from inside the stadium. And I love, and we go by Lot J, and I need Lot J to be filled up. You know, I want the, I want an NFL big game feel. I'm not asking for a playoff game feel, but I want an NFL big game feel. And I, I, I think we'll see that on Sunday with Dallas coming to town. I think it's going to be, uh, I, I look forward to that very much. I, I enjoy that stuff. So, We'll keep it rocking and rolling here on a hump day edition of The Drill. We're, we're hustling towards trivia. That's up first in the uh, 7 o'clock hour, so we'll do that with uh, Get Smart John. That's coming up 
and a whole lot more right here on Ted Ted XL 92.5 FM. All right, welcome back. We are hurtling towards the 7 o'clock hour. Dan Hicken in. He did some digging, and he was able to find out part of uh, Jeff's apology. But when it started, I guess this is sort of how he termed it. Did you see that ugly situation? So that's kind of what happened. Again, don't want to go too far, too deep into it. I only did this for the 6 o'clock, six o'clockers because, you, you know, I know Jeff is loved beloved uh, by you and held in high esteem for the grinded attitude that he has where he gets up every single day and delivers entertainment on the radio. Um, so we'll just leave it at that. He won't be in today or tomorrow, and he'll be back Friday. And again, I, I, I plead with you, I beg you to not bring it up. Don't make a big deal out of it. Just welcome him back with open arms. Um, it's no big deal. It's all been taken care of. It's not being swept under the rug. It's just, you know, it's, it was it got tense. Um, he went he went too far because he got caught by management. If it's just me and him, it's no big deal. We do it all the time, but it was r- wrong place, wrong time. And again, what did he say? E, how did he how, how did he phrase the? Uh, do you see that ugly situation? Yeah. So that's again, he's digging out, trying to find his. His apology, I think it's on Apple. It's on one of the media platforms. I know you guys are looking for it. I can't find it. But I'm not good at finding those things. So I I think you have to, I think if you have your remote at home, you know how you have your remote E and you click the blue button? The blue one, yeah. And you go Prosser Apology. I think that's where it pops up. Try that because I think that's where it is. I'm not positive, but I think that's where they located it. It goes beep, and you go, Prosser, apology. And then the words come up on the screen, and then it gives you the, the Prosser apology where he called it an ugly situation. So, anyway, that's, that's where we are, and that's, that's where we're headed. Hey, you know National Signing Day? It used to be bigger than It's not. It yeah, now. it's different. It's different. But there are The five, one in February used to be the, the Yeah, it was deal. huge. It was huge. And now the one in February is like nothing, by the way. Um. But anyway, uh, who will finish number one? It looks like Alabama. Um, Alabama's back in terms of they have 17 players in the top 247, 11 of the top 100. And that's a lot. Uh, they got a Monday. They got uh, Keon Keeley, uh, their second number one prospect at his position. Joining the number one safety. He's an edge guy. So they got the number one safety, number one edge guy. Um, top two in the country in receivers of junior college players. Um, so they will, and, they, and they're out for more. You know, they're out for more. They'll be watching. Georgia's right behind them, though. So Georgia's fine. Don't feel bad for Georgia, who right now is better than Alabama on the field. And Alabama has 11 players in the top 100. Georgia only has eight. Boo-hoo. Notre Dame had such a good start. Now, they lost a running back to uh, Coach Prime, but they're, they're in good shape as well. Uh, Texas, because Texas is the most intriguing to me because of Arch Manning. Because there's a buzz out there about Arch Manning and everybody, I mean, this poor kid. I mean, think about, think about 
the expectation for Arch Manning. If he doesn't play like Eli or Peyton, he's going to be a bust. That ain't fair. You know, just let him be Arch. Don't don't look at Manning. Let him be Arch and see how he does. There was <clears throat> now, I don't know how it changes, but Peyton and Peyton and Eli went to the same high school as Arch. Okay, and maybe the level of competition, maybe the school got small. I don't know what, but when Arch played good teams, they got whacked, and Arch dominated against teams that didn't have quite the athletes that they had. So a lot more was made of that than when Peyton and Eli were there. I guess maybe we cover it more. I don't know. But there's there's a little more question about, is Arch really the number one player in the country? Would he be the number one player in the country if he wasn't a Manning, et cetera, et cetera? So he, to me, is the most fascinating signee of the class of 2023. Um, and, and, and so I can't wait. And again, if he's not starting by like week five of his freshman year, you know, they're they're gonna be it's that's tough spot, but good for him and wish him well, and I hope he does fine. And then Ohio State is is fifth right now, and they're they're up in there as well. So, um, we'll see how those are the five. Florida's not in the top five, uh, despite how they're doing, and I think they're having a good good. Uh, They'll have a good signing day. In fact, Billy Napier was talking on Gator Football Bowl preview on FloridaGators.com, and he uh, cut six, even though they're out in Vegas right now. He's excited about signing day coming up and adding as well through the portal. Excited for the future. I think we've got a great core group of players coming back. Uh, Really looking forward to adding a big group of players to this team through signing day, through the portal. Uh, But special place. And uh, very humble to represent it. Uh, he talked also, uh, Billy Napier did, about Anthony Richardson's decision to declare for the NFL. Cut one. Well, first of all, congratulations to Anthony. You know, a tough decision, one that he's worked hard to create uh, right in that gray area. Um, and, you know, those are hard, right, because he wants to please, uh, certainly cares about this place. Yeah, so, you know, tough decision. Not so tough if they're telling you you're a first-round pick. Uh, I mean, I love the University of Florida. I would have stayed there forever. Uh, but they gave me my paper and they said, you got to go. And I would have went earlier if somebody said, hey, we'll pay you $100,000 coming out of college, let alone $20 million. So uh, it's not that tough a decision, Coach, but I understand. And lastly, listen. It's the Vegas Bowl. It's coming up Saturday. Uh, But he says, look, his guys who are there are excited to play cut three. A lot that comes with the bowl. Certainly our guys were extremely excited when they found out they were going to Vegas. So a number of them have (laughs) never been, including myself. Uh, So uh, these guys deserve it. Uh, They spend countless hours working, I mean, year-round, 24-7, 365. So we got a lot at stake here, and it's, it's an important time of the year. Over or under on how many players get in trouble? Yeah, it's a great question because I will tell you this. I saw him <laughs> enter the hotel, and if if you haven't been to Vegas, Woo! you should go at some point. It's like it's it's Disney World for the adults. Absolutely. Okay. As soon as you land in the airport, yeah, and, like, yeah, like, like slot machine. Yeah, slot up. <laughs> and 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 they were walking in the hotel, and the 
the showgirls were decked out in orange and blue. And there was an Elvis. Elvis was there as well singing at just in the lobby as they welcome him to Vegas. You hit the mother load with the Vegas Bowl, guys. You don't deserve the Vegas Bowl. Right. You really don't. I mean, I get it, and I'm happy for you. Y'all don't deserve the Vegas Bowl. The Gator Media Boys deserve the Vegas Bowl more than you deserve the Vegas Bowl, Gator football team. But God bless you. Have a great time. Uh, play well. Just play well. All right, we're, we'll, we'll get it going in the 7 o'clock hour. Uh, 6 o'clock, put to bed uh, right here on The Drill. All right, welcome back. Again, I've been here since 6 o'clock, so know you know it this morning. Already did it, is what I'm saying. I only could do it once today. I voice a little raspy. Good to be here. Hick and here. It's the drill. A PFR, Prosser Free Radio. OMW. Yeah, old white man here rapping in rock. Old, old man white. Old man white, I'm sorry. Old man white. Get your name right, man. I know, that's bad. I got a self-gloss. Uh, listen, I didn't want to do this, but he feels like we need to set the record straight. So... I wasn't going to bring it up at all in the rest of the program from 7 to 10, but from 6 to 7 because Jeff is Mr. 6 o'clock, the ultimate grinder, goes hard each and every day for you guys. Um, I just cruise in at 7, you know, you know, get my beauty sleep, you know, don't I don't have the the intestinal fortitude that Jeff shows, but... We had a situation yesterday, and again, I didn't want to do this, but you guys are like, you're making this up, you need to, so we had a situation yesterday, long story short, things got out of hand, me and Jeff Rowe got after it, which is fine, we do it all the time. If it was just us, it's no big deal, but unfortunately, it was done in front of management without his knowing. Again, I tried, as things escalated. I gave him the look. E, I gave him the look. Gave him the look, man. You saw it. You admit that you saw me give him the look. Uh, I don't know about that. And we're and we're fine with it. Both Jeff and myself are okay with it. But because it happened in front of management and and some of the words that he, the word play that he chose, he's not in today or tomorrow. He'll be back on Friday. Again, no big deal, guys. I gave him this look. The head nod and the eyes. Look who's coming. Look who's coming. Look who's coming. But anyway, so I know a lot of you were searching. I'm still not sure where the apology is, but he found it. So uh, this is part of Jeff's comments that he put out on social media. You see that ugly situation? Keep doing the same stupid things week after week. I'm sorry. And there you have it. So there's the apology. (laughs) It's about the best you're going to get out of JP, but he said it. And again, if you don't believe it, one more time. You see uh, that ugly situation? Keep doing the same stupid things week after week. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was after, and he's referring to himself, uh, the same stupid situation, you know, because we get into that occasionally, and we realize that, you know, why do we do this each and every week? And so there's the apology, and it's over. It's done. And again, I ask you not to bring it up on Friday when he's in because it's a sensitive topic, obviously. And we just want to move forward and, and keep going. We're, we're all good here at 1010XL and 92.5 FM. It was just me and him. It wasn't a huge deal, but it was the right call. Don't you think? Two days? It was fair. Yeah. 
It's not like he didn't. Think. And he didn't fight it. No, he knew. He didn't. He knew. He knew. One more time, he the official apology. You see that ugly situation? Yes. Keep doing did. the same I know. stupid things I know. week after week. I'm sorry. And accepted. Apology accepted. We move, <laughs> we move on, and we're, uh, we're reaching for new heights is what we're doing. So that's where we are. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're he- heading towards trivia here, uh, but the Jags and the Cowboys coming up on Sunday. I talked earlier in the 6 o'clock hour. Jags have lost 20 straight to the NFC. 20 straight. That's an NFL record. That's got to change, and hopefully it does on Sunday. Um, Dallas comes in with Dak Prescott, America's team. There'll be a lot of Cowboy fans, but there'll be a lot of Jag fans too, man. It's going to be a great atmosphere. I have said this many times. I would much rather have it full of Jaguar fans and other teams' fans than have it not full. You know, one day, soon, when the Jags are winning the South Division, maybe this year, um, the place will be packed with all Jag fans. And Jag fans, look, you know, lose five games in a row, you look down the road and somebody's offering you, you know, 400 a pop for your tickets for the Cowboys game. Hey, free world, baby. Do what you got to do. I got no problem with that. I've held on to my two ducats. I know that the fam is excited about it, uh, going and sitting up there in Section 245. So we'll, they'll be there on Sunday, uh, ready to roll and ready to see Trevor do his thing. So there's a, there's a, a great deal of excitement as we make our way towards make our way towards the um, end of the regular season. And that's what we're doing. And there's a lot at stake, man. There's a lot at stake here, not just for the Jaguars. And also understand this, by the way. The NFL takes over now. We got college bowl games. We got the Vegas Bowl Saturday. But we only had one college game last Saturday. It's just a matter of time till the NFL says, wait a minute. There was only one bowl game, Army-Navy, on Saturday. That Saturday, we'll put some games on there, too. Because this Saturday... December 17th, we still have four weeks left in the regular season. We got a triple header of football this Saturday. You've got Indy at Minnesota. You've got Baltimore at Cleveland. And you've got Miami at Buffalo Saturday night in the snow. Woo! And two of the Dolphins are reeling, man. They need to find a way here to, uh, to try to get a victory. So that's on Saturday, December 17th. So you have Thursday night. San Fran at Seattle, not bad. Saturday triple header, Sunday games, and then Monday night as well when the Rams and Green Bay play. That should have been a good game. It's it's not. Um, think about that. And that that's with four weeks to go, ladies and gentlemen. And then the following week, all all the games are on Christmas Eve, Saturday. But then there's three games on Sunday, Christmas Day. So they they chew up the whole weekend the following weekend. Okay, um, think about that, and then the weekend after that, it's it's back to Thursday. It's January first. There's none on Saturday because of the bowl situation, right? So it'll be none on that. And then the last week of the regular season, there's Sunday games uh, as well. So, and and the times to be determined because they they really flex out that final just in case there are games that matter or games that are being played. So. 
anyway, good on you, Jags, for getting the win over Tennessee and giving us some meaningful football in December. And he, most importantly, putting us in the hunt. In the hunt, baby. That's all we asked. That's, that's what. We, so technically, we got what we asked. For, we did. But now it's like we were asking for well, more. Well, are we well, content with just having this? No, no. But part of being in the hunt, if we lose on Sunday, we may drop out of the in the hunt. Right. But we achieved what, what we got. What we asked for, because all we wanted to be in, in the hunt in December. And we've been in the hunt a couple of times. Yeah, we are in the hunt. So we've exceeded. Like for me. Here's what I I think, and for every Jack fan, I think this is the dream. The dream is let's get to the last weekend with a chance to win the division. You know, let's be eight and eight or seven or, or, or seven and nine with a chance to win the division. If we're seven and nine, all right, we're, we're what are we now? We're five and eight. Five and eight, yeah. We go two and one over the next three, and we're seven and nine. And the Titans go one and two, and they're eight and eight. We got a shot. That would be cool. That'd be cool. All right, let's do this. Let's take a break. Uh, we'll get, get Smart John in here. We'll do some trivia. We'll change things up a little bit. We also have Chris Doring coming up as well on the 7 o'clock hour. It's rocking and rolling. We're going to talk to John McClain, too. He is an NFL Hall of Fame voter uh, from Houston, so we'll catch up with him in the 9 o'clock hour. It's all coming up here on The Drill. Ba-ba-da! You know him, you love him. TrueNation.com. He's bald, he's beautiful, and he's fragrant. He's Get Smart Johnny. Johnny! Hello, Guggen. Good morning. Hello, Guggen. <laughs> I, I have a pop quiz for you right out of the gate. Yeah, pop away. Okay. Where am I? I can tell you where I'm not. I am not in Jacksonville, FLA. Oh. Where am I? Okay, you are on Sanibel Island. No. All right. Are you in Florida? No. Are you in the country? Yes. Okay. Are you in Vegas? No. You're not in the home state? No. Are you at a destination wedding? Oh, uh, wait. No. I, I know where you are. You're with your daughter in New York. That's a great guess. No. She's yeah. actually on her way to where I am, though. <laughs> All right, I give up. Where are you? Think E. Okay, I'll give you a hint. Okay. We had a question about it last week of a Guggen I met. Uh-huh. Guggen you met Remember? Last... No. Of course last not. Last week, and he said to ask you this question. That... Well, he asked okay. the question that was difficult. Oh, you're in D.C. I am in Washington, D.C. Good job, E. Yeah. All right. Very good. And let me just tell you why we're here. So as you remember, my uh, my mom, Mama C, died last year. Mm-hmm. And at one point, uh, Dad, uh, when he passed away, he expressed at one point to be buried in Arlington National Cemetery. So this afternoon, my mom and dad, my mm-hmm. dad, mm-hmm. will be with full case on, bugler, and oh. 21 gazelles. 21 gun salute, so I'm getting a little emotional about it. That's all right. Uh, we'll be interned. We'll be interned into Arlington National Cemetery. So oh, there you have it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations, and we love Thank we you. love you and uh, uh, and and love the Colonel. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate that. I can make much. you tell the okay. bird story to cheer you up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to tell that one again. We will. We'll tell it again. <laughs> I love the parrot it story. It's a it's a great one. Uh-huh. What about Get Smart John? Yeah. 
at his dad's uh, 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 funeral at Arlington Cemetery, but still delivering with trivia. It's legendary. The guy never well, misses. Know. I mean, <laughs> it's a, a, a shout out to you, my friend. Ba-boom! Well, thank you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. We're going to get you started with same word. Same word. Yes. Okay. What word? What word? Meaning a book or collection of financial accounts also is the last name of a now-deceased actor who once played the supervillain Joker. Okay. Uh, I know uh, I know who played the supervillain super Joker in the movies? Yes. Or, okay. In the, what was the first Oh, part? I know. Ledger. Ledger. Oh, Ledger. Ledger. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ledger. yeah. Nice. yeah I, could, I couldn't yeah. get the book stuff and accounts were... Too much. I had to think of the actor first. <laughs> right. No, that's, that, I'm with you there. Me too. Me too. <laughs> Mr. People. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. That is correct. Okay. I'm going to give you within two. All okay. Right. All right. And your and your category is music. Menlo! Okay. Sorry. Nice. Nice. Okay. Janis Joplin. Okay. Kurt Cobain mm-hmm. and Amy Winehouse all died at what age? Okay. It's in the, I think it's in the 20s. Uh, Janis Joplin was young. I know that. And I know that Amy Winehouse was the last of them. I'm going to, I'm going to go. Got a window of two. I'm almost positive it's in the 20s. So, so I can't, I don't think it was 30. So, but it wasn't 25. So that would be 27. It wasn't 26. And I do want to keep th- – we'll go 28. You're with it at 27. Ooh, Very it was good. 27, even younger than I thought. Yeah. I thought it was 29, yeah. which if I'd guessed what I thought 29, I still would have got it right, so that's good. That, that's right. So. Yeah. Yep, yep. Very good. Okay. Uh, movies. Do you know those – You uh, do you Kurt, know any of those artists? Kurt Cobain and White House. Okay. I don't know the other one. Janis Joplin, she was awesome. But yeah. Well, it, wasn't – and wasn't it – Dan, Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, and Jim Morrison, didn't they all die, like, yes. either in the same year or within a year of each other? I think you're right. I think you're right. I think. Yeah. So. Those were some heavy-duty okay. drug drugs going on in the 60s, E. Heavy Big duty. time. Heavy duty. Heavy. Okay. I was six, Movie. so I stayed away from them, but. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Movies. Back to the. Yeah. Yes. And back to the future film series. Uh-oh. What was the first name of Marty's dad? Okay. We can get this. You can get yeah. this. You don't know it? No. <laughs> it's um Okay, hold on. I know the actor guy. Right. You can you can see the actor of course you can. It's McFly. McFly. Mm-hmm. McFly. Right. It's... Remember when he's kind of hitting on the girl he says I'm yes. blank. I'm your density. I mean, I'm your destiny. <laughs> I'm George. Oh, George. Got it. George. George McFly. Yeah, look at yep. that. George McFly. All right. Way to work through it. Yeah. I like it. Okay. I'm working way too hard here. Uh, <laughs> I, damn the station for suspending <laughs> Jeff today. Uh, I need him. Yeah. We should well, have done. glad to hear the apology. Yeah, the apology <laughs> was nice. Uh, Yes, it was. You can tell it was heartfelt. <laughs> you see that ugly situation? <laughs> Keep doing the same stupid things week after week. I'm sorry. 
It's okay. Don't worry. Well, you do know, you know, out, out, out and about, because I consider myself a man about town, meeting all the Googans and Googadellas. Uh-huh. And um, the prevailing thought about Jeff is he's an angry man. Not at all. He, he's not angry at all. <laughs> I don't know why people think that. It's part of the bit. <laughs> I know. Okay. Well, what is it? Perception is real. Yeah, so. That's true. Okay. Um, America. America. Jackson Hole is a popular destination in what U.S. state? Wyoming. That is correct. Okay, so it is the holiday season. It and is. Christmas is almost upon oh, us. Oh, I love so, Christmas. Uh, yes, and I think you'll appreciate this too. E, if you would, please. Is this, from, is this from Die Hard? <laughs> it's not. <laughs> One moment, it's loaded. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Stand by. Audio clue. Momentarily. Loading up. Buffering. <laughs> Buffering. Very well. <laughs> yes. It's the most wonderful time of the year. With the kids jingle belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Okay, good job, Eve. If you're going to ask me if that's Andy Williams, I'm going to tell you it is. Very good. Was that the question? Well, sometimes that was the question. Yeah. I know my there old guys. Are. Yeah. I know my old guys. You do. You do. Andy indeed. Williams used okay. to do, Andy Williams, for you youngins, used to do the, a Christmas special every year. Like a lot of these yeah. guys. Well, he would, actually had a regular series on yeah. the 60s. He had a, yeah, the Andy Williams show. Yeah, but he also would do right. like a Christmas show. Yeah. Yeah. Was, he did. You're right. It was always good. I think that's where the Osmonds. The Austin Brothers made you their might be uh, right. debut. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sports. Okay. In the 1990-91 regular season, what yeah. school went undefeated at 27-0, but subsequently lost to Duke in the Final Four of the NCAA Men's Division I Basketball Championship? Oh, that's, um, that's his home state, the running Rebs. Yeah. UNLV. Yeah, yeah UNLV, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I almost good. wanted to say UMass. Mm-mm. Although they were pretty good uh-huh. with uh, Marcus Camby. Camby. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I, I just remember the UNLV Duke showdown game and Duke pulling the upset. Stunning. Uh, head coach of, of UNLV, please. Tark the Shark. Just checking. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Yeah, we, we have to we have to dig deeper sometimes. Oh, you know? yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, very good. Grauman's Chinese Theater. Okay. Okay, what little robot left its wheel marks instead of footprints in the theater's concrete forecourt? It's got to be, and again, I'm not an expert on this, but I'm going to guess R2-D2. That's the first thing. That's the only robot it could be. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. got no other, <laughs> no other answer for that. And I'm just glad no, I remember the little good. robot's name, quite honestly, from Star Wars. Star Wars! <laughs> nothing but Star Wars! Sorry. <laughs> okay, very good. Uh, oh, here's one of your favorites. Um, U.S. President. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh, no. But, 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 on a positive note, yeah. it's true or false. Oh, good. We got a 50-50 shot here, E. <laughs> 50-50 okay. shot. Okay, true or false, mm-hmm. all 
U.S. presidents were married. No way. No way. I'm, I'm almost positive somewhere along the line. Were they? You, are you saying they were all married during their entire time at the White House? Like, did any, like, or they entered the White House? Yes. Yes. No, at any, yes. All of their time during, in, in the White <sighs> House. All of them were married. True or false? Damn it. Now, the, if it's, if it's, obviously, oh, you dirty dog. <laughs> what do you think, E? I think it's, I think there's been a bachelor. There has to be. Oh. And, but if there was, the first lady? it was if there was, it was early on because I wonder if a bachelor could win the presidency now. I like don't think probably so. not, probably I not, right? And they are older. No. They are older people. They're not thirty-five years old. Mm-hmm. Oh, you dirty dog! We're gonna miss this. <laughs> We're gonna miss this stupid question. And lose everything, all that we've accomplished on this one uh-huh. damn question. I'm really appreciating the thought process going in here. So um, I'm going to go. I'm gonna go I would say no. You're going to say false. Yeah. We're going false. The number 15 president who preceded Abraham Lincoln, James Buchanan, was in fact a bachelor. <sighs> Thank you, Jimmy Buchanan. You're correct. Thank you, Jimmy Buchanan. <laughs> so he's the only one. He's the only one. He's the only one. Ooh. He is the only one. Thank you, yeah. Jimmy. Jimmy was a player. I wonder how many ladies he had come in and out of the White House. Damn, Jimmy. Well, that's player. <laughs> was he before Lincoln, did you say? Yes, he was. Yes. He so there was no was Lincoln the bedroom then. Was the there was no Lincoln bedroom yet. <laughs> you trying to pull up to the White House? Yeah. That's player. Let her in. <laughs> Pretty good. Okay. Um, I'm courting Margaret. Up. Let her in. <laughs> courting, yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, state capitals. State capitals. Another wheelhouse one. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. What is the capital city of West Virginia? West Virginia. That's Jeff's home state. It is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, boy, what cities uh, do we know in West Virginia? Right. I can, I can get this. I think you can. Oh God, I should know this. this is embarrassing. It is embarrassing. What cities are in West Virginia? I can't even think of one right now. Uh, uh. Okay, hold on. Where's and, the intern, man? I know they're going to start sending me the answers. Well, we know West Virginia was yeah, in Morgan. No, I won't do it. Morgantown. Yeah, but it right. ain't Morgantown. No. <sighs> because I know you know that. I. You know what? Oh, come on. I don't know. I don't know the capital of West Virginia. I do know. When you say it, I'm going to know it. Right. And I'm right. going to scream <laughs> in agony. But right now, my head is blank. And I'm not you, sorry. You got anything for us? I ain't got nothing, man. Can we phone a friend? Is Jeff allowed on the air or no? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, uh, Jeff would be, yeah. I would have no problem with that. No, I know. We have a problem with that. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't hey, know. I'm drawing a blank. I, can't, I got no city in my head. What is it? I'm an idiot. This is going to be a bad Charleston. one. Charleston. Oh, yeah. Charleston. Oh, yeah. I don't ever re- recall singing Charleston in, in the Capitol song. Oh, yeah. It's there. Yeah. It's there. Damn it. That was is, bad. It, is it in that song? I, now, that I don't know. I don't I'm know. not sure. Maybe it but, is, but I didn't know. Apparently, it, it has to be. Oh, well. Oh, well. It, it was fun while it lasted, Johnny. 
<laughs> okay. Ruin well, our perfect game. I was pulling for you. Hey, brother, we right, appreciate well, you, man. I know you're uh, up there and, uh, you know, just uh, thoughts and prayers to you and your, your, your family. Well, I appreciate it. Well, it's a celebration, too. You know, yeah, it's absolutely. So, you know, very proud of Yeah, and my be. sister's. Have come from out oh, of good. town, and so good. yeah, it's, it's a whole family thing. So. All right, I like. I, I like. Time, I have time for a couple more if you want some. Yeah, do a couple more. I'd like you to pick up the dinner tonight. By the way, if, if your sisters are there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of dinner, we yeah we ate at uh, Old Ebbets Grill last night. Very good. Very nice. So hey, very do a couple famous, more. Go famous. ahead. Yeah. Okay. Uh, science. Science. Name one of the two planets with no moons. There are two, but I just need you to name one. They don't uh, have any moons. I think. I think uh, the ones it's the, Mercury doesn't have a moon. It's too sure. close to the sun. Sure, that would be my guess. And then one like Jupiter, Saturn has like a million moons. Uh huh. I'm gonna say Mercury's one of them. Mercury is correct, and the other one is Venus. Venus, oh, the planet okay. of love. Uh, right. <laughs> very good. Okay, we'll give you. <laughs> I got time for one more. I got Chris Doring up next. Okay. Uh, card game. Card games. In stand, yes, in standard blackjack, mm-hmm. all face cards are worth how many points each? Ten. There you have it. Boom. So you finish on a positive note. Love you, Johnny. Right, Appreciate job. you, man. Love you, too, boys. We'll see you. We'll uh, talk to you next thanks week. Thanks for doing this Take from care. D.C. Yeah, get smart job from D.C. Right. We'll Bye-bye. talk to Chris Doring when we come back right here on The Drill. All right, let's talk to our buddy Chris Doring. Get some uh, college football thoughts as we make our way towards the end of the season. Chris, how you doing? Good morning, man. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Are you in Vegas yet? Not yet. I leave uh, tomorrow afternoon, man. Looking forward to uh, to getting settled in out there. Yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be. Uh, I saw. I saw on uh, the gram or something. This is. I, mean, I said this last week. I think I told you this, but I'm like, man, these ga- this Gator football team lucked out. I mean, they lucked out. I saw them entering the hotel with uh, Elvis singing. And the showgirls in orange and blue. <laughs> like, you get a Vegas bowl at six and six, you should be thanking your lucky stars, man. That is a big win for the Florida program. No doubt. Doesn't seem fair, does it, when some of these other <laughs> SEC teams are better and probably going to places like uh, yeah. Memphis and Birmingham. But yeah. uh, I guess that's how it goes, man. Yeah, yeah. But good for them. And, and what, like, Chris, what should we. Should we put anything into this bowl game? I mean, it's a chance for Florida to, like you talked about, you wear the uniform, it means yeah. something. Um, what, do, what do you want to see from this Florida football team uh, on Saturday? I want to see Florida compete, man. I want to see them play hard. And uh, I think I've mentioned it to you guys before, that's the thing that stood out to me all season mm-hmm. long is just how, how hard these guys play. Uh, they may make mistakes. They may not make the plays in clutch situations, but they definitely care, and they definitely understand you know, what it means to compete. So I – I want to see them go out there and play hard against a Pac-12 opponent. Florida doesn't typically get a chance to play a whole lot of those teams, and, and uh, folks aren't expecting an awful lot from Florida. So I think it's a good position, particularly for some of the young guys that uh, may not have had the chance to play that are going to get thrust into early uh, opportunities, maybe before that, that uh, some of us would have thought they would have gotten, and uh, just a chance to go, go show what you can do as an athlete and as a competitor. Quarterback, such an important position. Uh, Jack Miller gets the start. He'll play. Is there any scenario at all where Jack Miller could go, you know, have a game and, and say, all right, well, I'm, you know, I'm going to compete for the job next year? No question. I think, I think it's a great opportunity for him to make a statement. He, a lot of people thought he could come in and, and be, you know, if not somebody that could compete with, with Anthony Richardson, could provide 
you know, uh, depth as a as a backup, and and none of that really played out because of the thumb surgery and how long it took him to come back from that. But uh, I do think it's an opportunity for him to to state that he's not, you know, a forgotten man. That um, you know, this is the start of his 2023 season, and uh, you know, I I have to believe that even with Florida having as many guys unavailable that were part of the team this year, they still have to have talent that's at least comparable with Oregon State. We're not talking about playing you know, against Oregon or, right. or one of the top teams in that, that conference. So you have to believe that there are guys that are athletically able to match up. And if, if Zach Miller can get those guys in the right situations and, and uh, deliver the, fall, the football accurately, I think they got a chance to maybe surprise some people. Yeah, we, we follow recruiting to a certain extent. What should Billy Napier be going into year two? Uh, he preached patience. I get it. I they did about what I thought they would do this year. I thought maybe seven and five at best. So, but it doesn't matter when you're going through the season and you lose, it still bothers you as a fan. So what should expectation be for Billy Napier next year in the year two, where, you know, a lot of great coaches often take gigantic leaps in year two. Is that, go ahead. I think traditionally you've seen some guys take that big, big leap in year two. And I think the leap can be even bigger now because of the transfer portal and the mm-hmm. impact that those players can have in, in filling holes in rosters. And uh, I certainly believe there's a lot of those holes right now. But you know, let's not forget, I've, I've told you guys this last week, these guys all leaving, it's not just the player's idea. It's not some negative in the eyes of the coaches. Certain right. players maybe, but the majority of these, these guys were talked to very honestly and, and told that, hey, maybe you know it's best for both sides if we go in different directions. And, and Billy Napier and this coaching staff, wanted the opportunity to bring in guys that fit the culture that they're trying to create and that can fit a little bit more uh, better with the, the schematics that, that they're running on both sides of the ball. So I, I think they have a chance to make a big jump. You've laid the foundation and what you expect. It's, it's tough, you know, being a, an 18, 19, 20-year-old kid, a new coach coming in, the uncertainty mm-hmm. of you know, what things are going to look like, even down to, hey, pregame, stress, how do we go through warm-ups, all, all of that stuff now everybody knows and you can come back with a little bit more familiarity, and those guys that have been around can help everybody else that's coming in new through the portal and through the high school signings acclimate a little quicker as well. We're visiting with Chris Doring uh, from the SEC Network. Chris, uh, you mentioned signing day. It's coming up here before we know it next week, in fact. I'm just curious, take me back to your, your experience, because you, know, you weren't the five-star kid. And it, you know, if if you don't necessarily sign or whatever, it's it doesn't necessarily have to be the end. So uh, take me through your experience of yeah. of, of being recruited and such. <laughs> You're being kind <laughs> yeah. with stating that I was being recruited. Right. I mean, I I, uh, I didn't have any scholarship offers anywhere. Uh, fortunately, I mean, I think things play out the way they're supposed to because yeah. I my destiny was to play at Florida as a lifelong Gator fan. I mm-hmm. thought it was gonna take a different path to get me to that point, but I never uh, w- w- believed I was going to do anything other than get a chance to play at Florida and then play in the NFL. And, and fortunately for me, I think it was the best path because I did have to walk on. I did have to earn that scholarship that I got before my, my sophomore year through work and production at the college level as opposed to some of these guys that they get the, heap, the uh, praise heaped on them right out of uh, uh, during high school. Sure. And, I, and I think a lot of times that, that – uh, allows guys to become complacent, that allows guys to believe they've made it. And for me, I think that uh, that course of walking on was something that developed uh, an early sense of perseverance and, 
and belief in myself that I think a lot of other guys may not have, have had because of the the uh, the path that they they went on. So I, I'm I'm excited for these players. I mean, I think now there's a lot more film that gets around that sure. coaches are able to see a little bit more um, than what they were back in the day because of huddle and everything else available online. But I do think there are still instances of frequently where guys either are overlooked or under-recruited or even in some cases over-recruited. And, and these guys that are supposed to be four- and five-star guys don't necessarily hit for whatever reason. But take me back to 17-year-olds or 18-year-old high school senior Chris yeah. Doring. Like, were you <laughs> – were you how ticked were you – uh, were you considering like, all right, I'm, I'll go play Division Two football? Like, what were, yeah. what was your thought? Pro- were you, you know, why am I not being recruited? I mean, as a kid, you you get frustrated, man. Yeah, I, I was very frustrated, and as a guy that you know had a, a very successful high school career, not only football but in baseball and basketball as well, mm-hmm. I thought mm-hmm. you know things were just going to work out the way that I had in my mind, and so I was disappointed, even to the point where. You know, I, I was being offered the same preferred walk-on opportunity at Florida State that uh-huh. I was at Florida, and, and uh, so I actually went up there and was thinking about taking that offer just mm-hmm. because I was a little jaded by what sure. I thought was Florida not living up to their part of the the the, uh, the deal that I created in my head. So uh, I did not really have any Division Two or any other opportunities either, because again, I think I probably would have gone that route, but. Uh, fortunately, Coach Furrier, you know, called me personally and, and knew me a little bit from Florida's football camp the okay. previous summer and mm-hmm. and uh, talked me into to coming in there, which, uh, again, I'm very grateful for. It's amazing. and it, it, it just demonstrates, you know, how the recruiting world, and, and like you said, in today's day and age, you can get tape or whatever it is, you know, to, to said coaches so quickly because of huddle and such, but it's, yeah. it's still fascinating that there are so many a talented athlete who, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, you were a standout high school athlete and yet you're not, I, I get you, you know, not getting offered at your dream school had to be, had to be a bit frustrating. Chris, uh, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about coach Leach, just a terrible story. And I, you know, what, what, what has lifted my spirit a little bit is just reading all these wonderful stories from so many people, not just football people, but media people and people that he helped. And, and, and this guy, man, he squeezed a lot of life into his 61 years. That's for sure. Yeah, he did, man. I, 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 I hate to do this. I got to run. Cause I got to be on my show. Oh, in like go, go, 30 go, seconds. go. But I, I love coach Leach. I hate yep. that he's gone and, and thinking about him and his family uh, during this tough time, man. No worries. Thank you so much. Thanks, Chris. Bro. Appreciate you. Bye. There he goes. Chris Doring. I, I, I didn't know he had to be out at eight. <laughs> That's my bad. <laughs> so uh, we appreciate that. But, yeah, he's on his show, and so we squeezed him in at 745. So uh, we appreciate that, and we'll uh, we'll uh, take a break and, and reconvene for the 8 o'clock hour right after this. All right, welcome back to the uh, program. Good to have you on a hump day edition of The Drill. Lots going on in the sports world, by the way. You know what I'm tired of and I hate? And I've always said this. I've maintained this. I hate the, uh, I don't even know what it's called, percentage index of chance of winning the game. Like, last night the Lakers and the Celtics were playing. And the Celtics led by 20 in the third. And the Lakers closed out the third on a 17-4 run and built as much as a... 14-point lead with 4.06 to go. 
And, of course, ESPN says 99.3% chance to win game. Well, in my mind, this happens all the time. So how could it be 99.3%? And I just don't. I think it's the dumbest stat that there is. Some made-up stat that we. And I know that there's some formula they use, but I just think it's ridiculous. Because it happens all the time, man. And it's the NBA. The NBA, again, Celtics up 20 in the third. The best team in the East, by the way. Not just some slappy team. A team that's better than the Lakers. And then the Lakers are up 14 with four minutes to go in the fourth. So a 34-point swing. And then the Celtics come back and win in overtime. Going away. (coughs) I I don't see how... It could be 99.3%. Uh, World Cup was going on yesterday. I don't know if you saw it. Messi. I did mean, he's, it again. he did it again. So I have a feeling that Cinderella's shoe falls off today for Morocco. France wins. And we get France, Argentina with a doo-wop and boppy. Mm-bop. Bop. Against Messi. And uh, the World Cup final, which will be an epic, if you love the the sport, I guess that that has to be appointment television, doesn't it? Oh man, the biggest! If you got in the Argentina world. against France for the World Cup, and Messi has never won one, and he's probably, I would say Messi's or Ronaldo is the most well known. Ronaldo probably okay, is, but Messi is right there with him. And but Mbappe is probably the better player right now, I would think. Yeah. Although Messi yesterday, well, I'm not an expert. He probably, I won't say he's the better player, but he's up there as well. Messi took the ball at like midfield or at the whatever, the the, the mid-50-yard line <laughs> and took the ball. And with a guy on him, took him down the right side the whole way. Guy's on him. He's dribbling, dribbling, dribbling. Then he does his back and forth, back and forth, gets a round set guy. Kicks it to a wide-open dude who drills it into the net for the assist. He also scored on a penalty kick, um, which he never misses, Harry Kane. And Argentina won going away 3 no- three nothing against Croatia, who knocked out Brazil. So it's all right there for Argentina, but I believe France beats Morocco today, I would think. And if France does beat Morocco, then France and Argentina would be an epic one. NASCAR, soccer, hockey. I turned right to hockey from soccer. I've got no NASCAR. But there was a historical moment last night on the ice. Puck talk. O- Ovechkin? Yeah, very good. Yeah. You know what he did? I know he's on the verge of probably breaking Gretzky's record. Well, he's got a little work to do, but he scored his 800th goal. Right, 800. There's only three guys in the history of the NHL that have scored 800 goals. I'm going to say Alexander Ovechkin, Wayne, Wayne Gretzky. I'm going to go with um the you, Penguin, uh Lemieux. Okay, or, that's a good guess. That's, or uh, yeah. or Yamir Yager. Also, he's fourth. Dang. Yager has 766. I'm proud of you though. Yeah. Gordy Howe. Oh, I wouldn't know that. Mr. Hockey. But he's way before your time. But I will say this, it's a little bit surprising to me, stunning, quite frankly, because Wayne Gretzky was like the Michael Jordan yeah, of sure. the NHL, okay? Like, yeah. he set records and, I mean, obliterated them. And he, he's uh, Ovechkin is going to try to pass him. He's only 94 goals behind him. 
I mean, he could do that in two and a half years, I think. So, um, yeah, only three guys, Ovechkin, Howe, and Gretzky. Now, Wayne Gretzky has almost 2,000 assists, and Ovechkin only has 644. So that tells me that Ovechkin is a puck hog. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he doesn't pass. If he gets the ball, uh, the puck in sniper range, he's firing at the goal. Let that thing go. Gretzky would dish it to somebody else. So... Because he's also up there. Gretzky's also up there with the assists. That's why well, I said right? he has almost 2,000. Uh-huh. Ovechkin has 644. There's nobody close to Gretzky in assists. There's guys over 1,000, but nobody. I mean, he's clear uh, by 700 assists to the second-place guy, Ron Francis. Mark Messier has 1,193. Ray Bork. Oh, Mark Ele- Messier. Yeah, Rangers. bless this mess. Uh, did, you say, did you say Charlton K. Ganey's on the phone? I did. All right, let's welcome him to the program. Good morning, Charlton. Oh, dear. Good morning, Daniel. What's up, friend? It's, it's an early Christmas present. What do you got? TFR. Prosser Free Radio. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. And by the way, Jeff takes another deserving two days off. Yes. He, he ground for a couple of weeks he after the last two days. Yes. I mean, he, he he's probably going to need to take uh, after next week if he works probably the rest of the year off or something like that. He needs some time. He deserves it. He deserves that, it. Those, He's a those six o'clocker, Charlton. Twenty-hour weeks are a bit. Oh, don't you dare! He's going to come after you. You know what's going to happen if you continue down this path. Uh, I got nothing but love for Jeff. He did. Apo- hey, by the way, he did apologize for the two-day suspension. I'm sorry. Yeah. So. Yeah, he should be apologizing to me for his anger that he's. He spewed toward me all 2022. It's very disappointing. Was he so? Was it the year of hate and vile? It was the year of hate. Oh no! I mean, I really would like to see you and Jeff yeah. uh, get in the uh, squared circle at Guns and Hoses. Be <laughs> <We> too old. <laughs> Three we too old for that, man. That would have been good in the match. Hey, in our 30s, that would have been fun. Oh, that would have been pay per view. Yeah, but in our at, at, at 59 and a half. Nah, I, I can't do it. I hurt myself. Hurt myself with so, those gloves. Yes, sir. Speaking of uh, hockey, soccer, NASCAR, let's yes. go back to hockey for a second. Oh, okay. Somebody last night got their 497th goal. Could you probably tell me who that is? I'd probably be uh, the slammer, your guy, uh, Stamkos. Stevens, one Steven Stamkos, yes. yes. And uh, Looking at the uh, standings here, mm-hmm. I see you're number two in the wild card, but your, uh, you know, what do you, your record is fifteen My, ten and five. Yeah, that's 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 not terrible when we've won four in a row. You should ask me that a week ago when we were eleven ten and five, and I would have agreed with you. But we've won some. We beat the Devils, we beat Vegas, and we beat Colorado. So let me know when you have a three game stretch like that. Okay, tough guy. Come on, man! Yeah, you don't want. Didn't we? Didn't we do this last year? Didn't, didn't we just? Didn't, didn't we, we play just? You in the playoffs? Didn't we just open the season with a big fat dub over the Lightning? We play next week, by the way. I think, or the it's like either next week or the week. I think it's the week after next. All right, so we've got to go to the garden. Why I want we? to go to the garden. I haven't been to the garden. Would love to go to the garden. You need to go to the garden. The garden. I will go to the garden no. with you. It's a fun. It's a fun. Uh, Let's see. Me and you all get the tickets. All right. If you, if you can get there. All right. Hang on. Take Let me the train see. up or something like that. Let me see here. Look at at Tampa Bay. Schedule. At Tampa Bay, December 29th. Um, I can do that one. 
because I'm going to be, well, I can't do that one. I, I got family coming in, but I am headed to the Orange Bowl with Little Ten on, on the 30th. Are you? Yeah. Is that, is that, is that called the Orange Bowl or the Gamecock Bowl? <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> I mean, right. I mean, 10 and 2, yeah. 10 and 2, and 38-33. Next question. Oh, very nice. Very nice. So, started the streak. How many days since you beat Tennessee in football? We're not doing that yet. you got a long way to go before that one. So get him out of here. I've gone way too long with him with his, with his nonsensical takes, but I appreciate it. Uh, uh, Charlton K. Ganey checking in um, out from Houston. All right, so the Jags. Uh, get ready for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, they'll meet the media today. As big a game around here as we've had in quite some time, if you think about it. And again, we're only five and eight. So, you know, we very well could come crashing back to earth Sunday. Um, but I'm excited on so many levels. I'm excited for the bank. I'm excited for Jag fan. I'm excited to watch Trevor. I worry about our defense. If we don't cause turnovers, I suspect Dallas is going to have its way. I really think that our best way path to vic- victory is a shootout. Would we have won in Tennessee without four turnovers? It would have been close. We did score 36, but right. it would have been tight. The turnovers saved us. I mean, think about it. They had 20 points off of turnovers, I believe. Yeah, they had, because they had they went right down the field to start the game. Right, and in fact, I was even saying they should. They should. If we win the toss, we should take the ball. Right, because I knew Tennessee was going to come out revved up, but we deferred, which ended up being a smart thing because we had that end of the half, beginning of the second half stuff go on. So I was okay with it, but, um, and then Tennessee, we caused a turnover. Otherwise, we're in trouble because we just went three and out. You know, it's one of those games like. Tennessee fan will be sit, would be sitting there going, well, if this and this happened. And that's what we do sometimes. And you know who does that? Teams that lose. So that was such the highlight of the year. But we hope we can have, you know, one more. But we've had a lot. We've had a lot of good highlights. Yeah, but we're 5-8, and eight, E. I right. mean, that's not – I mean, comparatively speaking. Every one of our wins was a highlight. Yes. Every last one of them. It just yes. so happens that Tennessee is like – our arch rivals, but mm-hmm. every win was a highlight. Come, coming from behind against the Raiders, highlight. Right. The Skunk, highlight. Yeah. Beat, going out west to beat the Chargers, highlight. Yeah. Every last one of our wins were highlights. We did win two in a row uh, at the beginning of the year. Since uh, our, our last five, it's win-loss, win-loss, win. So uh, the Cowboys going to be a tough game. It's going to be a tough game because the Cowboys – Want to keep pace. They're two back of the Eagles. They can't afford to lose one. Again, we got the Cowboys and the Jets. And again, I'm counting on us beating Houston. And that's no gimme, man. There's a re- We are going to be in a dogfight with Houston. That is going to happen. Even if we hammer, even if we somehow win both of these games, you know we're going to be in a dogfight with Houston. For whatever reason, they have our number. It just every time it comes up, if we look at streaks in the NFL, the streaks continue even when they make no sense. I don't feel like that. Well, I hope you're right. I don't. We're so much better than them. Yeah, we were. We were. Um, we were so much better than them. Week four, too. But by 
we went through so much adversity, and we're just a better team. Yeah. Like even we're better than that. That what we we're, that team we were. And are we four. better than Are we better than the Giants? Yeah, we better yeah. than them. Are we better than the Broncos? Come on. Well, but it took us losing to them for us to figure out who we are now. I, I honestly believe if we play both of those teams, are we twenty six points worse than the Lions? Yeah, that was two weeks that ago. That was two weeks ago. <laughs> And that's on the road. It's different on the road, E. They just were ill-prepared, man. Now, the good news is. And the Lions, they're not trashed. It's not no, they're the good. old Lions. Right? Oh, and they're a good team. The good news is it's towards the end of the season. So, you get to January 1st, the Texans are mailing it in. And they're, you know, experimenting with younger guys and, and such. And, quite frankly, they want the first pick. They've earned it. They're one eleven and one. What's the point of them even winning another game? So, and I think they'll take Bryce Young. I really do, but we shall see. They can't call Bill O'Brien, <laughs> the Alabama offensive coordinator. Yeah, no, I got no comment. He'll tell him. Uh, but anyway, so it's a tough game to figure out. It really is, and that's fair. I mean, but the Cowboys—they're <clears throat> ten and three, and they're good, and they run the ball and. Again, I will say this. It is imperative that we win the turnover battle. If we lose a turnover battle, we ain't winning. Now, Trevor's gone 181 passes without a pick. Knock on wood. That's that's five. plus. I think it's five. Uh, the, the franchise record is 209 by DG9. So, he would break the franchise record Sunday because I will guarantee he's going to throw it 30 times. Guarantee it. We can't run the ball all of a sudden either, by the way. Right. Is ETN's foot bothering him? No, I don't think so. Something. He's running hard. Yeah. They're just not opening the holes. Or, or I don't know if Tennessee was really keying in on him. Tennessee took away the run. Yeah, they did. They said Trevor beat us, and he did. But nonetheless, um, yeah, it's going to. And again, I think I think <clears throat> two and one put you in good stead. Because I think that the Titans are going to go one and two. Now, are we going to go one and two? If we do, we're done. We're done. But we only got to pick up one game in the next three to have a chance to have a chance at playing for the division on January eighth. Oh, and I think we got that one game. I mm-hmm. think we got that. But we can't lose to the Cowboys and the Jets. If we do that, we're done. Yeah, we're done. It's fascinating, really, because. I've said all along, I feel like we could lose to the Cowboys Sunday. But we the Titans can't beat the Chargers. If the Titans beat the Chargers to go to 8 and 6 and we lose to go to 5 and 9. Oh, that's a wrap. They're dormy. Yeah. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Because then they only then the Titans only need to beat Houston. Tennessee's looking at it like this. The Jags will lose one before our game. Let's just win one of these games against the Chargers and Cowboys, and then let's beat the Texans, and we got the division. So it's still a huge advantage to Tennessee. But again, it's it's great being in the hunt. It's great being in the hunt. But we, I mean, Pollard scares me. C.D. Lamb scares me. Dak scares me. Our, the, pa- our, Parsons. Our, yeah, I think our offense is playing better. Houston put... 20 on them? Was it 20? 
23, 27, 23, I think. Houston scored 23. Dallas has a really good defense. They're probably a little bit embarrassed. I think they're going to come to town extremely focused and fired up. I'm really glad that they won against Houston. Had they lost, it would have been, oh boy. Uh, but I think we'll play with them. I, I'll say this, E. Fourth quarter game, right? Uh-huh. We'll have our chance. Would you rather the Jags be on the 20 down four with a minute 45 to go? The Jaguars on their own 20, down four, minute 45 to go, or... I'm not leaving it in the defense hands. Okay. I'm not leaving it. In I would agree. Yeah, I'd no much way. rather take my chance with Trevor right now. Right now? Absolutely. Yeah. Think about that. You do not want the defense out there with, with that offense. Up four with a minute 45 to go and Dallas on their own 20. We don't want that. We want to be. Yeah. Think about Let it. Let Trev drive us down the field. Oh, my I'll God. I'll take my chances. Fourth on fourth down, whatever. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. All right, let's keep it rolling. Uh, this is the drill. It's Wednesday, hump day. We're going to talk to John McClain uh, in about an hour. We're going to talk to him about Freddie T and some other topics. He's Houston, a uh, 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 longtime writer. And I think he's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame as well. So we got all that and more. That's 930. And we're going to try to talk to, he's been setting up uh, some Hall of Fame voters. And we're just going to talk to him about Fred, man, and get, uh, John McClain is a well-respected, longtime NFL guy. And, you know, obviously, I'm not biased here. Fred Taylor deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. And I, I hope John knows that. Now, I'll be curious to hear his thoughts about Freddie T. That and more coming up on The Drill. Kind of like this music right here, E. I don't know what it is. For a minute, I thought it was the old Rhinestone Cowboy. Oh, you don't know what this is? No. Should I? Yeah. What is it? Heal the World, Michael Jackson. Oh. I'm not good with music interludes or beginnings. Gotcha. Once it starts playing, I will. I'm kind of legit like like Beat Shazam. I'm, yeah. I'm, I, could, I, I don't need much. Name that tune? Yeah, I can name That's I, what we called it in the old days. Now it's Shazam. Yeah, it's Beat Shazam. Yeah. Used to be, I can name that tune in three notes. Right. E? Name that tune. <laughs> Is that Heal the World by Michael Jackson? You're right! Or various artists. <laughs> Listen, uh, the Cowboys did sign T.Y. Hilton, who was a noted Jack killer for a lot of years with the Colts. Yeah. Now, he's not the same player anymore, but my gosh, uh, you know, you start thinking about guys who have killed T.Y. Hilton from the Colts. Uh, Derrick Henry. Andre Johnson Ooh. from Houston. And Derrick Henry from the Titans are probably the, each franchise's biggest Jack, Jack killer. killer. Yeah. Is that fair to say? That's fair. Yeah. Well, D-Hop. So, is DeAndre oh, Hopkins up there, too? D-Hop would yeah. be up there. He's a later version of – I thought Andre Johnson always seemed to have huge games against yeah. us back in the day. Dallas is making their first trip to Jacksonville since 06. Man, I'm glad that game didn't go to London. Aren't you glad this one ain't in London? <laughs> I mean, it would have been played at a different time, but nonetheless uh, – the Broncos of London was so much better. You get the Cowboys here. This is yeah. this is a great atmosphere. Like on ESPN right now. Now they're talking about the Cowboys, but up there on the slate it says Cowboys at Jaguars, and we got the number one Fox broadcast team coming. We're gonna get some attention. I'm telling you, next year 
I'm not saying Monday night football. Some Sunday, type of private Sunday night football, uh-huh. which we've like never been on. It's 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 embarrassing. But next year, as long as Trevor continues to ascend, which you which he obviously is, we will be on Sunday night football because old Collinsworth's going to want to get a look at Trevor. So it's our first trip to Jacksonville since '06. It's 2022. That's 18. No, 14. No, 18 years. Math. Um, they played in London in 2014. Um, Dallas, and I don't know how many times they've played here through the years, not many, has never won here. Ooh. Dallas has never won in Jacksonville. So we got that going for us, which is nice. Uh, we'll find out today about Trayvon Walker and his ankle. I'm a little concerned only in the respect is, like he was seen without a walking boot. That's good. Right. But Dougie P at Monday presser says says uh, well, uh, I don't have the results of the MRI. I always think, yeah, you do. Yeah, he <laughs> definitely got the results. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't practice today. Chad Muma, I think, will be back, and I wouldn't be surprised if Trevor doesn't practice today as he nurses a sore toe. But we'll see. I don't care if he practices or not. He doesn't need to practice. Clearly, yeah. Um, Joe, you's on the phone line on the fair, fair phone line. Let's get Joe, you in here. Hello, Joseph, you top of the morning, Daniel. What I told y'all, bro, Trevor don't need to be practicing. Yeah. I like, I like yeah. the results of when he doesn't practice. It's cerebral. Let him do his thing. Yeah. Let him do his thing. I'm not against that, right. by the way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They don't have to practice on the stoop arm this week. So the defense oh. can really, uh, oh. you saw that. You saw my boy straight out the U turn the tide of the game last week, by the way. I, I, I forgot to mention that. When, she, when Shaq hit the boy, oh yeah, caused that fumble. Oh yeah, that turned the tide of the game. He Did you? If you, I'll tell you what's the most impressive part of that play, and you'd have to go look at the. Uh, I only saw it on social the guy media. Bound. No, no, no. Well, that is, but on the all twenty-two, to Shaq's credit, he fell down twice on that play. Yeah, two times. Think about where he was as a linebacker, and the play's all the way down, you know down the field on the sideline. He backpedaled and he fell. He bounced back up. He started to sl- slide to the left, and he fell again. He rolled and got back up. And, I mean, every time he fell, he got up and sprinted. And, look, he only Fantastic. had three. He hasn't played. Shaq is Shaq. He's a special teams guy, and I'm glad he's on the team. He's not been. Shaquille Quarterman for people not following. Oh, yeah, following Shaquille Quarterman from Oak Leaf High School. Yeah. Shout out Clay yes, County. Uh, yep. But uh, uh, it all worked out perfectly for him on that. But, but my tip of the cap to him is, it's for a lot of time guys will fall and they'll slow. He popped up and sprinted, fell, popped up and sprinted and blew up Derrick Henry. That was a great play. That was one of the key uh, plays in the game for sure. Linebacker, you. you know, uh, well, I mean, this is all. Of, uh, listen, Ray Lewis and Dan Morgan. Et oh, yeah. Cetera, et cetera, et cetera. When this is all you got, you got you to gotta run with it, my friend. Yeah, you got to roll with it. Right? You, you and E just hey. keep going. <laughs> Those uh, this is the Jags. This is where you want to be, bro. It's you know playing the Cowboys. Oh, thank goodness! Got some momentum. Yes. Is it a four o'clock game or is it one, one o'clock? o'clock? But it's national. Okay. It's Fo- it's Fox number one team. Burkhart and Olson and those guys. It's their number one team oh, now. Oh, G Red. Yeah, another you. Yeah, yes, right. Yeah, you're not familiar with the. Uh, you may have to make crew, your way up until the press box just to say hi and get a photo op. <laughs> never know. Never know. Hey. Over the past, uh, I was thinking about this when we're, you, y'all were going over draft stuff and mm-hmm. talking about it. Has there been any more significant change in the level of importance of a position in any sport than from the 70s, I'd say, to now of the running back in the NFL? 
And I thought about that when I heard, like, they're like, are they going to re-sign Saquon Barkley? I'm like, right. one of the best running backs now, it used to be the league, is OJ, you know, yeah. Walter Payton. Oh, that yeah. was the face of the league. Running backs got like a three-year shelf life now. They do. I mean, I we've said this for a couple. It's probably been, what, Joe, oh, at least five years. But how many times have we said, Mama, don't let your boys grow up to be running backs? Running, yeah. Put them at receiver, yeah. man. Put them at receiver. Running backs take a beating. They don't care. They use them up, and they discard them. That's all they do. And, and you guess, I think the uh, ascendancy of big-time college football becoming high-dollar entertainment and being really, really tenacious, if I was a big-time running back, bro, I'd be at Grambling. I would say, you know, you only got so much time on these on these wheels. Yeah. I ain't going to the ACC or, or the SEC and get beat up to death running, getting 30 touches a game. Save your time. You only have so much, you know, you want that second contract. Well, but even, even uh, more so, even more so, man, if you can go pro, go pro. Because, look, running backs, is like, now I saw B. John Robinson mocked in a top 10 uh, the other day, which would be huge, but boy, they get away from those top. T- I mean, if you're a first round, we you get like one or two guys as running backs taken in the first round. Now it's amazing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and that was all. It was always top three picks for running backs. Yeah. So yeah, that's big time stuff. All yeah. right, man. I'm looking yes, forward to the game. I'm not going, but I'm looking forward to. It. Yeah, I, I like I said, I, I, it's one that cheapest. It's my, it's my Joe. You, it's my ten thirty game, and we leave. We go down there usually around ten thirty. And me and Marcel, we always joke because I go with Marcel Robinson, uh, and we always. And thanks for the phone call. We always joke about, you know, as we go up the Hartbridge Expressway, where's the traffic? Where's the traffic? When are we going to hit traffic? And this week we're going to hit traffic, and I I love that. I love that. Uh, Darren's on the phone on the Fair Fair phone line. We'll take his call as well, and then we'll go to break. Hello, hey, Darren. Hey, good morning, Dan. Hey, did you realize that with the new power polls that came out yesterday that? After we play Cowboys and the Jets, we'll have played nine of the top 15 teams. So our schedule looked at the beginning of the year, didn't seem as tough as it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And we've beaten three of them. Yep. We've lost the two of them by one score, and then another one with the uh, the Chiefs by 10 points. I mean, this team is on the rise, and that's what we wanted. That's what we wanted Dougie P to come in and do. Oh, yeah. We've seen, a, we've seen a huge step in year number two with Trevor, even though we don't even count year number one. Uh, but we've seen a huge step with, mm-hmm. with Trevor. And so I, I think when you look at that, as far as the power rankings go, uh, Jacksonville's going to get some respect. If we if we can come in here and hang close, I obviously want to beat Dallas. But if we come in here and hang close, and, and I think that I think the Titans are done. I think they're going to get pounded. I think they're going to get pounded out. In, in oh, Los that Angeles. would be great. Uh, if anyway, they get pounded. Thank you, Darren. If they get pounded and the Jags have a shot at winning in the fourth quarter, man, we got to. We got to take care of business. We got to get it done. And I love the power pole stats, except for the only negative about the power pole stats. And he, we said this yesterday, we lost to 31 and 32. We lost to the two worst teams. Right. Right. We lost to Houston and Denver. That's just crazy. If we just had beaten those guys, we're seven and six. We're seven and six and sitting pretty. I mean, and we're coming like gangbusters, you know, and we're thinking about who. Because I believe if you win the division, you host a playoff game, right. no matter what. Uh-huh. So the fact that we're in the South, if we could win the division, and again, I get so far ahead of myself. This is, you know, and this is the kind of stuff that drives. We lost people. to thirty-one and thirty-two when we were talking about if we could win the division. Yeah, if we win the and host a playoff game, and then what about the matchup? Like, could the Jags? Uh, like Darren had a good point. We did beat some good teams. We have beaten some good teams. So we'll let's draw one of the you know wild card. Baltimore, 
comes back down here. We get them in the playoffs. You know? I think we already took care of them once, didn't we? Uh, I think so. I, I'm pretty sure uh, Jags won that game, wasn't it? Pretty positive. Okay. Well, or or, or uh, maybe a rematch with the Jets. I want that. Or the Stinkfish, the Dolphins. I don't know if I want I wish that. we had a better defense. Damn, if we had a good defense, we'd be real. I know. Two old dices, slices. Cheetah. Man, oh, the cheetah. we got nobody to cover Cheetah. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Hey, can we borrow San Francisco's defense for the – I know you guys are off. You're idle. Can we just borrow them for the weekend? Just the defense. Send them on over here. And go ahead and bring D'Amico Ryans as well. <laughs> what so, about – by the way, the one other thing I wanted to mention, uh, not Jag-related, and, and I, I just heard this comment the other day. Did you see what the interim coach of the Carolina Panthers said? After the game, they won the game, right? They beat Seattle. And he was talking about how proud he was of the guys. He goes, you know, we got a team here. These guys, they ignore everything. We got, we got the organization trying to tank games. What? <laughs> I mean, Steve Wilkes. Hello, how who, you feel? Who's done a great job. Uh, says the organization's trying to tank. Praises the players for performing through the tank. They were trying to tank it. Coach Steve Wilkes calls out Panthers owner. Coach Wilkes, this is not going to help you in removing the interim tag when you call out the owner and say you're trying to tank. You you just don't mention that. Right. And then maybe they say, you know, this guy's done a great job because he has. Steve Wilkes leaks the organization tried to tank this year. Where are you, Stewie Moore, you Carolina fan? He would not let them tank. He called out management for tanking the season. Oh, man. <laughs> Scratch him off the list of candidates for the Carolina job going forward. Steve, did what you are you s- thinking? Did you see um, – you mentioned D'Amico Ryan. Yeah, he's getting a job. So if he gets a head coaching job, uh-huh. this will be the third year in a row yeah. that someone off the 49ers staff has Ooh. gotten a head coaching gig. Yeah. Note to self. Right? Apply for D'Amico's job after he gets head coaching right. job. Or just get on the staff for the 49ers. If you were wondering how many job opportunities there are going to be um, this offseason, well, Indianapolis has an interim guy, right? Uh-huh. Houston could be in the job. You know, I don't know if Lovey's back or not. Maybe, but um, they're terrible. But it's not his fault. The Cards, the Broncos, Broncos, Cardinals. Is he one and done? Hackett, um, Kingsbury. Uh, uh, the Cardinals. You're right, yeah. Kingsbury. I wonder if I still think McVeigh may retire. Didn't he just sign a deal? Though? Yeah, but he got that. Remember, he was like, you could yeah. tell he was like. He knew this was coming. And his team about to be trash. Um, what about this? What about the Saints? You, you know, one year, and then here's a crazy. Uh, Sean Payton wants back in. Yeah, he does. If you're the Chargers and you got a chance to get Sean Payton, I may usher my guy out the door, even if he makes the postseason. They're seven and six right now. They've got the Titans. You heard Tony say, "I'm waiting for the Chargers to do what they do." And maybe they will. They have the Titans, the Colts, the Rams, and the Broncos. They got easy peasy, bro. 
I mean, they could easily be 11 and 6, at worst 10 and 7. The Chargers will be in the playoffs. So maybe we'll get the Chargers here in Jacksonville. Oh, we got to take a break. We're rolling up against it. Uh, we got a lot to do. We got the 9 o'clock nasty coming up, and we've got John McClain as well. It's all coming up here on the drill. Trevor keeps it on his own read, tries to get to the corner, dies for the end zone, touchdown! A one-yard touchdown run. Shout out to Trevor Lawrence. He, you have news on Trevor? Uh, a big dog, man. He, uh, he Offensive got, player of the week? He got what he deserves. AFC? His. Yeah. AFC Offensive Player of the Week. Shout out. That's my quarterback. That's my quarterback. Well deserved. Heck of a game last week. Have you seen the picture making the rounds on social media about the uh, he, young man's holding a 12U Division uh. One Youth <laughs> National Championship trophy? Has anybody followed up on this? Oh, man. I need to know. I got to know, too. This kid is allegedly 12 years old. Ain't no way. But they Does that have a tattoo on his arm? Yes. It's a, and apparently he has multiple. He's got a full mustache. More than me. <laughs> I mean, he's not 12. Ain't no way, but. He's 20. I watched the video. Yeah. So there's a video. Was he dominating? Uh, no, not a, of oh. the the play. I'm sure that he was dominated, but a video okay. like he was. They were talking to him and his mannerisms and his characteristics. Like, this, oh, he, he sounded young. He might be twelve. <laughs> oh my God, listen. There's been guys who, like LeBron, when he was 18, was a full grown man, right? Okay, or Greg Oden when he was at Ohio State looked like he was 35. Yep. But the tattoo is a fake sleeve. It's possible for a 12-year-old these days to have a mustache. Um, He's got this other guy put a picture of Pee Wee. Yeah, but he looks like 12-year-olds look like, I don't know, man. 12-year-olds don't look like that. Somebody says, ha-ha, I was a ringer for my brother's under-16 league team when I was 19. I threw a no-hitter with like 14 Ks. That's not cool. Why would you? Or you've seen the video of Andy Reid at 13, right? And punt, pass, and kick? (laughs) No. Oh, you got to take the 10-foot walk here, my friend. I can't believe you haven't seen this. This is Andy Reid at punt, pass, and kick. He's walking over right now as I show him Andy Reid against no, the competition. He's 34. That's, I he was, that. that's Andy Reid. Yeah. That's, <laughs> <it>. <laughs> that's Andy Reid winning the punt, pass, and kick because he was a monster compared to the competition. No, he was a big, fat offensive lineman, though, back in the day. So he was ahead of the game, but he was huge, dude. But, yeah, that's Andy Reid. So now you know. That is the Andy Reid. But I, I, I just wanted to know if anybody did a follow-up on this kid. Um, because I was curious. <laughs> Somebody says, he looks like he's 30. Um, yeah, it's, it's fascinating. So I don't know if anybody followed up on that. And the 12-year-old, and is he 12 or not? But let me Google this real quick. I'm just curious. 12-year-old football player who looks older. Uh, Football player leaves the internet in disbelief after his real age is revealed. Fans are shocked to find out this American football player is only 12 years old. Um, Jeremiah Johnson, a native of Texas, star running back. I guess he is 12. 
mean, he's 12 years old. I mean, that can't be, can he? He's he's a tall kid. He doesn't say how tall he is. Um, the man looks at Johnson in a viral video and says, how old are you? The boy said he's 12. The man was shocked. People leaving comments. I'm surprised that nobody's like, maybe somebody has followed up, but I, I haven't seen it yet. But anyway, uh, I digress. So back to Trevor. Congratulations, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, well-deserved. Um, should be. Uh, e is E is reporting. Offensive player of the week. Is that what you got for me? AFC offensive player of the week. AFC offensive player of the week. That's my quarterback. Um, listen, last year, I think he had like a 71 rating at this, and he's 95 this year. I mean, everything he's done this year. I love the fact he's only thrown six picks. Yeah. And I feel like all of uh, – he had five turnovers against Philly. Philly had the fumbles, though. A yeah, lot of them were fumbles. A lot of fumbles. But, yeah. after, like, after that, he kind of he, – he fixed it. Yeah. He's fixed things. And he's just – Playing so much better. And he's got, again, he's, in terms of quarterback rating, he's sandwiched between Josh Allen and Justin Herbert. And that's exciting. Um, Do you think Trevor has played better than Herbert this year? uh, I think Herbert's had some things that he's had to deal with. He was hurt. He played through, like, bad ribs. The ribs, yeah. Yeah, so I think Herbert's getting going and and his team's getting healthy. I think he'll be fine. Uh, I think in the last five weeks, Trevor's played elite football, though. Oh, yeah. And I'm talking elite. I'm talking like Mahomes. He played better than Mahomes did a week. If you could take, if there are, I don't know, six to eight games where you can say Trevor played better than Patrick Mahomes, that's saying something. Just to get Trevor in the same sentence with Patrick Mahomes, we didn't think that was possible at the beginning of this year. There are times in this year where we're like, man, when are we going to see this? When are we going to see this? And I do know that, you know, all the ones who had doubt in them, they ain't, they ain't doubting any, they ain't calling and tweeting and texting Mm-mm. anymore. I haven't seen it at all. So, um, yeah. 12-year-old plays for Bishop Sycamore on the text line designed by <laughs> Lifetime Enclosures. I tried to follow the story, found a picture of him two years ago. I think it's legit. He's 12. Well, interesting. Anyway, let's do this. We'll head to the 9 o'clock hour. We'll get a little nasty. Uh, maybe some New York City headlines. Maybe see what's trending. We'll do something. And then we'll get John McClain at the bottom of the hour as well. So it's all coming up in the 9 o'clock hour right here on The Drill. All right, welcome back. I know this song. I know what you picked out for us here. Big news this morning. Not really that big, but Trevor Lawrence, Player of the Week. All good. A lot of talk in the baseball world about Carlos Correa. He goes to the Giants, 13 years, $350 million. Last night, the Mets were back in it. All kinds of reports, and I, I believe that that dirty son of a bee, Scott Boris, the agent to the stars, knucklehead, used the Metropolitans a little bit to get a better deal with the Giants. But the buzz was that Lindor had 
called the owner and said, hey, can you play third? We want you go get Correa. He can play third base. He'll play third for us. And, man, oh, man, I started salivating. Oh, e. I know you like your Marlins and stuff, but if the Mets had gotten Carlos Correa, <laughs> I would have been so they've had a great offseason, but that would have been uh whew, that would have been really, really good. So uh we talked about Trevor Lawrence. I got a bunch of comments uh about the twelve year old that looks like the kid's twelve. Uh, he might be twelve. I man. think he's twelve. I think it's just one of them deals, bro. Now, that means when he's sixteen and he still looks the same way, he may not be as dominating. Cause he hit puberty early, obviously, so which happens. We all know if you have kids or if you grew up with somebody when they were 9, 10, 11, they were like, holy cow, this guy's unbelievable because right. he was the biggest kid. And then he stopped growing. Everybody caught him, and then he was just a guy. That Pulls happens out. sometimes. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence, AFC Offensive Player of the Week, New England guy, uh, Defensive Player of the Week, um, Special Teams, Calais Campbell. Oh, block. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Baker Mayfield in the NFC, that's cool. Uh, Brandon Graham and Eddie Pinedo. The former uh, Gator, who had a lost a game for Carolina, is now the player of the week. So, uh, good stuff. But, yeah, great for Trevor. Well-deserved. Doesn't mean a whole lot, except it just gives us to, you know, get excited about. Yep. You know. E, you got something special coming up here um, this 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 week? Yeah. Fr- Friday. Friday yeah. night. It, yeah. It's, it's, it's slowly approaching. And you do this every year, and 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 – and it's grown. Yeah. You're, you're growing it, and it is giving back to the community. So tell folks a little bit about what what's happening. So, uh, so five years, five mm-hmm. years ago, okay, I was out and about, hanging out, and on my walk to the car, it was probably two, three, four. Ain't no telling what time, what what time it was in the morning. He's a man of the people. He stays out late at night. Yeah, I do. That's all you need to know. Don't ask questions. And uh, as I was walking to my car, there was a homeless gentleman. Mm-hmm. He was sleeping on a cardboard box. Mm-hmm. But what I noticed was his feet were uncovered mm. and he had no socks on. Chilly night. And it was a chilly night. One, yeah. one thing I hate is for my feet to be cold. Yeah. So at that point, I took my hoodie off and I covered his feet. And I was like, man, I want to, there's some, uh, that's just not right. I want to do something. Okay. So within a matter of two weeks, I got some of my closest of uh, friends and family and I was able to, you know, gather up 200 pairs of socks. And I went downtown and passed them out. Mm-hmm. And the feeling, it was good. I was so excited about passing out 200 pairs of socks. That's awesome. So the, next, the following year, mm-hmm. like my people got behind me, like, hey, are you doing that again? And I did it, and it got bigger. Okay. And more people were involved. So I went from 200 pairs to 500 pairs. Wow. And the following year, I want to say COVID hit. Okay. But now it was kind of expected for the sock drive to happen. So... That year, we did 1,100 pairs of socks. We did face masks. We did hand sanitizer, ah. bottles of water, mm-hmm. and a wash rag, okay. a washcloth. And I did 548 kits and went downtown and passed them out. And awesome. so it steadily it started growing, and people wanted to be a, a part of it. And as it was getting bigger, you know, I was getting more help, but the, I, it was still just a necessity because socks, is, socks are the – most requested item, but least donated item. Oh, okay. By the less fortunate. Okay. And that's what made me want to do this. Okay. A couple years ago for my birthday, I had a sneaker ball for my party. Okay. And it was a hit. Fun. People were coming, you know, people wore their tuxedos yeah. and their With dresses. The sneaks. And wore their sneakers. Yeah. And it was a, it was a private it's event. Right up my alley, by the way. Love the sneaks. <laughs> right. Always wear them. And 
there was only supposed to be 80 people there. Mm-hmm. That's was the max. I think 140 showed up. Whoops. But they're like, you know what, whatever. Went a little oh, over. We're okay. Went over, went over. So this year I had an idea, and last year I did a kickball game. Okay. So, like, I started doing events in the city, mm-hmm. but raise awareness towards this. Okay. So this year what I wanted to do was put the two together, the sneaker ball okay. and a sock drive, put the two together. Okay. And that's exactly what I did. So I rented out of the venue okay. down at the WJCT building across from Daly's Place by the stadium. Oh, yeah. Um. I, I Jay Fun had their Christmas party there recently, so right. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a nice venue. It's a great venue, and you know, it's just the it just gotten so big, and because I want to continue to bring awareness to this, because we take think, things like that for granted. No question. I wake up in the morning, I get upset if there's a hole in my sock, right? Or if I can't find the other one, we throw them out, right? And we yeah. just throw them out where you know we have people. I went downtown the other day, and they need it, and. Like me, I've always been a gifter, mm-hmm. and that's just something that I always wanted to continue to do. Okay. I, I feel like the good Lord put me on this earth to put a smile on other people's face, mm-hmm. and this is one way that I do it every year. Excellent. So this year, and I'll, the Radiothon, that is a huge inspiration to me. Okay. What Tom Coughlin yeah. does for the people, because that's another thing that people don't even think about. Right. Like, when your kid is diagnosed with cancer, Oof. you forget what's going on in life. Mm-hmm. Because life kind of stops for you because you're focused on your children. However, life still goes on. Right. Those bills still have to be paid. Right. You still have to eat. You have to do this and that. Mm-hmm. And so what Tom Coughlin and then J-Fund does, it allows them that gap for them to be able to do that. And I see my sock drive eventually being as big as that because these people, they need help. Yeah. And since the pandemic, donations stopped coming in. Okay. You know, a lot of help stopped coming in. Okay. So that's where I come into play. Okay. So what I'm doing for my sneaker ball is uh, um, this Friday, December 16th. At the this w- Friday. At the WJCT. Downtown, building. right. You can purchase a ticket on Eventbrite. I'm opening up to get dressed. Anybody can go. Anybody can come. Where do you get tickets? On Eventbrite. Eventbrite. Uh-huh. Go okay. on Eventbrite and type in Sock It, the number two me sneaker mm-hmm. ball, mm-hmm. and it'll pop up. Okay. You know, you get dressed. Put your sneakers on. I have a live band. I have a DJ. I have music. Cool. Like, I'm going all in. All right. I want it to be a thing. Right. But, and but you know, some people aren't into that, but they still want to be involved. Right. And so if you still want to be involved and you don't want to come, I also have a GoFundMe. Okay. All you have to do, is, again, type in Sock It, the number two me yeah. sneaker sneaker ball. They're easy to find. Like, I did it on GoFundMe uh, um, and looked it up, and it's it's right there. You just have to type that in, like, right. Sock, and you'll find it. Yeah. And I know... Times like this is when people need help. Right. And I know it seems like like we've we had the J Fund and then we have Toys for Tots and, mm-hmm. and now and now we have the, like I'm doing the sneaker ball, but you know, the people people need you. Yeah. You know, I need your help. You know, I have a goal that I'm trying to reach. Okay. And I know I can do that with the wonderful people of Jacksonville. I remember last year, mm-hmm. you know, we ran up the numbers real quick. Okay. And so I set a goal and I set another you know, I want to hit it every year. Okay. And this is just my way of giving back to the city of Jacksonville. All right. So uh you can purchase a ticket. Purchase a ticket. Which would be come, fine. Come, come on and have a party. It's a great time. Absolutely. If you, you could purchase a ticket and you still support it, you don't have to go. You could still support it, purchase a ticket, or you can go to GoFundMe and and support financially that way, and E will do the rest. And we're helping the homeless, which, you know, is is certainly those in need. Absolutely. Those in need. I was just at the Soulsbacher earlier this week, and I was speaking to them down there. Mm-hmm. And they were saying they just kind of ran out of the stuff that I, like some of the masks and stuff. Mm-hmm. They literally just ran out of that stuff. Right. So I just, like, 
it's going towards a good cause and it helps. It's worth it. Like he was so happy to see me. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it made me feel good because yeah. because they're not getting the help right. that they used to. Right. Well, we appreciate all that you do. And again, support E Event Bright if you want to go. And uh, it's going to be a fun time Friday night. And I know I don't know E E if it's probably <laughs> supposed to close down at midnight. It'll go till three a.m. Oh, we're gonna run it. We're gonna yeah. run. It. It's gonna be a good time. MVP yeah. band, they're, they're Grammy Award winners. Um, my, I have a DJ again. I'm mm-hmm. food, everything. It's gonna be. It's gonna. It's a red carpet event. Three sixty yeah. photo booth. Yeah. It's gonna be raffles and giveaways. I, I really went in. Will anyone outdress you? No, no chance. Ain't no way. If you can outdress E, then I really want you to go. I I, I, I want you to come if yeah. you can outdress me. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you right now. I got two outfits. I want to see. Ready. Oh, we're switching mid uh, midway through. Yeah, man. Yeah, I knew yeah. you would. Yeah. That's I should have done. I silly of me to even think you would only go with one. Yeah. I'm a, yeah. yeah, you're pumped. I'm stepping. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about. It. I'm, I'm a little afraid, you know, to because I don't know what it's gonna look like. But mm-hmm. I, at the same time, I'm excited. Yeah. Because like I said, this is my way of giving to the city. Mm-hmm. Like, um. You know, people have done for me mm-hmm. my entire life coming up. Right. And, you know, this is kind of one of the ways that I do it for, for people. Well, it's much appreciated, my friend. Much appreciated. Um, and, you know, it's it, again, I, we should have done this earlier. and We'll do it again tomorrow. We'll remind folks tomorrow because we're getting close to Friday. Um, but we did it in the 9 o'clock hour. It goes against the 9 o'clock nasty, but it had to be done. <laughs> so without further ado, if you could give me some New York City music, I will give you some New York City headlines. and. Uh, Oof, I don't know. Some of these are, yeesh. I don't know if I can read these, but I'm going to. Actual headlines from New York City periodicals, uh-huh. uh, including autopsy confirmation, journalist Grant Wall's cause of death at the World Cup revealed. They did an autopsy. I only go further because people are curious, but it wasn't any foul play. It was a like a aortic embolism type thing. So No foul play. No foul play. And still very sad and awful. Close call. Florida cop treated for overdose after exposure to fentanyl during traffic stop. Wait, wait, hold on now. So what happened? Did they throw the fentanyl on her? Like, I don't know. I, I don't know how that works. I, I, I'm going to, again, I just read the headlines. I'm not going to dive deep into it. But Pornhub reveals most popular 2022 searches. Texas, you should be ashamed. <laughs> what the hell's going on in Texas? You freaks. <laughs> Spies like us. Russian smuggling ring used New Hampshire couple's Etsy store as front to aid Ukraine war effort. Feds. Jeez. Ugh. I was dress coded at Disneyland, but not for the reason you might think. Oh, what did you have on, Shouty? Mm-hmm. Don't know what to tell you. No on that one. Jen and Friends, Aniston hosts star-studded holiday party for Old Guard of Hollywood. That was one of my crushes. Jen Aniston? Yes. Yes. Oh, dear. I don't know if I can say this word. Tom Cruise told co-star to embrace, quote, douchebaggery, end quote, of Top Gun, Maverick. Well, you just said it. I did. I don't know if I'm supposed to. Um... Let's see, no. Two men, pet dog missing at sea for more than a week, found safe on sailboat without fuel 200 miles off Delaware. Shout out to Coast Guard. Coast Guard. Yeah. Jack Harlow seen flirting with new gal pal Dua Lipa at Lucky Me event. Name one Jack Harlow song. Uh, 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 Seattle on my mind. 
I don't know. <laughs> I made that up. Come on, OMW. <sighs> yeah, I got to get better. News break. Amy, TJ keeping their distance as ABC debates co-host future. Uh-oh. They got into a little yeah, too close to home. I pass on those. Lushpat. Megan the Stallion takes stand in rapper Tory Lanez. Tory Lanez. Tory Lanez shooting trial gets emotional. Oh, yeah. Well, did Megan the Stallion take one in the foot? Meg the Stallion took maybe a few in the foot. Oh, she did? Uh-huh. uh-huh. But she's okay. Yeah, she's okay. Extravagant expense. New Yorkers grapple with 24% increase in breakfast ingredients. I got me griddle. Kate Upton and Justin Verlander hit the beach after $86 million Mets deal. I would, too. Oh, hey. Can't wait to see you. i the beach. Can't wait to see you. Uh, uh, no. No, no. No. Beauty fans fume over $3,500 Dior Advent calendar. An insult. $3,500 for a calendar? What the hell? Anyway, that is what is, uh, are some New York City headlines. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break right now because we got John McClain on deck, and we're going to talk to him about Freddie T and some other stuff. We'll do that next right here on The Drill. Now, another interview on the Farrah and Farrah phone line brought to you by the accident attorneys at Farrah and Farrah. Play. Baylor skips two tackles. Right and here we go. Yeah. Oh, those days were near and dear to our hearts. Welcome back to The Drill. It's 9.30. Uh, very honored to have on a Hall of Famer in his own right, John McClain, columnist for gallerysports.com and Sports Radio 610. I thought you were retired. <laughs> I retired from the Houston Chronicle on March 31st and thought I would do my talk shows. Because as you know, talking for money is like stealing. I've yeah. been doing it here. Since 1976, <laughs> and then Mattress Mac, Jim McInville, our world-renowned gambler, yes sir, uh, started a website. Called me and asked if I'd write columns for him, and I said sure. And uh, I've been doing it ever since, having a blast. The best thing about it is I got to write about a winner for the first time in my 45-year career here, and that was the Astros. Wrote eight consecutive Astros columns. Mm-hmm. And I thought, boy, it was fun writing about a winner. And I tell people, going from the Astros, like going from filet mignon <laughs> to the Texans, to the dog food. And uh, it's been quite a difference. But uh, spring training is just around the corner. <laughs> and you added to that team. I, I, I wanted to ask you because I, I read some of those columns, by the way. and I, I Thank you. Yeah, they're, they're, well, you're, you're one of the best. And, and so – but I, I was curious, how much of a baseball fan have you been through the years? And, man, oh, man, the Astros are – what a dynasty. What a tremendous job that they uh, they have constructed down there with baseball. And they let players get away and yeah. uh, they still, still win. And, you know, people hate them. They hate them because of the cheating scandal sure. in the World Series they won in 17. And that's why it was such a big deal for them to win this year, to right. get that monkey off their back. 
because everywhere they go, they get booed, even though there was only five players left on the team from then. Now there's four Verlanders gone and guys who don't even, weren't weren't were still in high school in 17 or college. They get booed like crazy, but it seemed to motivate them and ignite them. And I know when they want it and the city was the same way. It's like, you know, you got kids, your kids cheat, they get in trouble. Yeah. You know, you lecture them and you want them to bounce back and do well and prove that they're smart enough not to cheat. And so it was like a big dark cloud was lifted off the city. But when you've been in the in the uh, championship game seven years in a row in four World Series and one, two, I think people are tired of you. And even though Verlander's gone, they have six legitimate starters, best bullpen in baseball, and then Jose Abreu at first base. So people are saying them and the Dodgers are the team to beat. And uh, I'm not so sure about the Dodgers with the money the Padres have spent. Mm-hmm. And uh, But it's fun to have a winner because it's been – Got you, Johnny. Stand by. Stand by. We're going to effort him back. I don't know what happened. Trying to get John McClain back. We just lost him. So, anyway, we haven't gotten into my, my stuff yet. I mean, what are we doing? Oh, no. It's not meant to be. The stars are not aligning. I'll call him back. All right, we'll effort him back and get him on, on the program because we got to get into – Get into Fred. Yeah, we got him back. All right, we'll bring him back. Uh, sorry about that, John. Uh, appreciate no you coming on. I was happy for Dusty Baker, but I, I did want to talk to you. Uh, one, more, uh, uh, one more Houston question, then I want to talk about Fred a little bit. Uh, is Bryce Young the pick for Houston? It looks like they're going to have the top pick in the, in the draft. They will have the top pick, and they, uh, they need a quarterback desperately, among other positions. Sure. Can't say right now because as scouts never admit this, personnel directors, GMs, they don't care what guys did in college. All they look at is what they do in the shorts and underwear, senior bowl practices, pro days, combine, mm-hmm. private workouts, dinners, <laughs> lunches. So different people can can impress them. I mean, CJ Stroud's going to be the highest rated quarterback. I don't know what they think of him, but mm-hmm. they have got to have a quarterback. Unfortunately for them. There's no generational talent available like Trevor Lawrence, nobody like Joe Burrow, but uh, I have no idea which quarterback they take at this point. Fans want Bryce Young. Okay, okay. Well, he's Gallery Sports' John McClain, also Sports Radio 610 in Houston, and a, and a Hall of Famer in his own right, and really a, a you know a, journal, a sports journalist legend, quite frankly. We're happy to have him on the program. John, you saw Fred Taylor as much as anybody else. We are... In Jacksonville, you know, we love Freddie T. Uh, and and I, obviously, I, I got to be a partly biased. I mean, I cover him. I love him. I know the guy. He's a great dude. But, I mean, I, I, I want to get him in the room. How do I get him in the room so you guys can at least debate Fred Taylor? He's made the semifinal list, but I haven't gotten him into the 15. I need to get him in the room, John. What do you think? You saw him as much as anybody who isn't in Jacksonville. What do you think of Fred Taylor? Um, I saw him all 11 years with the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. You can throw out those two years right. with the Patriots. That was a wash. And uh, starting with when he broke in with the 1,200-yard season, and as a rookie, I remember thinking there weren't a lot of guys at his size, 230, who could run mm-hmm. the way he did. Plus, he's a good receiver. Mm-hmm. 
And I thought at that point, wow, if he can stay healthy, no telling how great this guy can be. And I know everybody there thought that too. And and I think when uh, when it, the key is to go from twenty five to fifteen. And right. I'll I'll admit when I when I sent in my votes, Taylor was the only running back I put on my final list of fifteen. I don't think he's going to get in the in the Hall of Fame this year. Right. And I'll tell, I would tell Fred Taylor what I told Tony Baselli, and I can't wait to see Tony mm-hmm. when he comes to Houston this year. I used to talk to him before games. I said, Tony, just keep being, keep being patient because mm-hmm. it's it's going to happen. And mm-hmm. the and the reason was when Tony was healthy, he was as good as any left tackle who's ever been other than Anthony Munoz, who's the greatest in history. And it's not many players you can say was as good as their there's been when they're healthy as Tony. So I knew it was coming because we were putting more guys in that didn't have long careers. Right now you, you can't say that about Fred Taylor, but it, what is strange the way we do this and it is key. The next step is to get in the fi- 15 finalist right. or, or part of a tie and then be bandied about the road right. and uh, let people hear people talk about. It. And nobody ever says, in the room. Well, I don't think he deserves it. I don't think Tony okay. deserves it. Okay. Only thing that ever came up about Tony was the longevity issue. Sure, sure. And once we put Terrell Davis in there and there's some other guys and you look back, Gail Sayers had a short career. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of players, Doak Walker, that had short careers mm-hmm. and it shouldn't have been held against Tony Bazzelli and Tony finally made it and I was so happy for him because he deserved it. Mm-hmm. And Fred Taylor, the key is make the cut to 15 so people can do that. I have no idea if he will. I feel like his numbers make him worth being a finalist to be, have people to talk about him. And uh, I think if we do talk about him in the room, people see his seven 1,000-yard seasons and mm-hmm. see what a good receiver he was. And uh, I think he'll have a chance, but it's going to take a while. Listen, you know what? And I, I – this is why I respect you so. You 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 know your homework. You've done the numbers because I could sit there and rattle off the numbers. You know, um, the bottom line is I think he's 17th all time in rushing, and all 16 in front of him are in the Hall of Fame or will be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, uh, Gore and and Adrian Peterson are the only two I think, and so you know that the yards per carry unbelievable. But you saw him play, and that's what I like best about you, and that's what I think we need. We need people who saw him because you said something that I've always echoed about Freddie T. There are not many running backs in the history of the NFL who could run over a linebacker, which he would do, and then outrace a defensive back to the corner, which he would do. Uh, Size and speed were second to none. And I feel like I can give you a a ton of stats, but you already know them, and you've watched them. So I feel like if you just watch him play, watch his highlights, it would be hard for you to say he's not a Hall of Famer when you add in the statistics. So I like I like your I like where you are with him. I but I got to get him in the room. I need him in the room. One of, <laughs> one of the things I liked the most about Taylor, the most impressive, was two seasons of more than eleven hundred yards when he was thirty and thirty one. Mm-hmm. You don't see backs doing that anymore. Twelve hundred two yards when he was thirty one years old, and that and the combination of power and speed, receiving ability. All that works in his favor. Will he be a fit among the 15 finalists? I don't know. There's a lot of competition. There is. Every year there it's is. hard. When I, 
when I see our list of 25, we, we cut it down to that. And I'm thinking, man, that is so difficult because all these guys deserve to have their case made mm-hmm. in front of our committee. And uh, I hope Fred gets it. He's worthy of it. If he doesn't, I just tell him, keep being patient. Look at Tony Pazelli and how mm-hmm. long it took on Tony. And the numbers are never going to be erased. They're there. They're right there for people to see. And uh, it was very impressive. I don't count seasons where he was knocked out by an injury like in 2001. You know, mm-hmm. you're figuring yardage on a running back. Something I think is average out his top 10 seasons with Jacksonville that he had yards rushing. Mm-hmm. It's going to be over 1,000 yards, and that's, uh, that, is, that is quite impressive. And running backs, it's harder for running backs today to get in the Hall of Fame because the numbers are not what they used to be because right. they're not used as much. Right. And they get subbed out a lot. And uh but that's that would work in his favor because when he was there, you know, he was the bell cow. And uh so I hope for the Jaguars fans that uh, he makes that final cut down to fifteen. One last question, John, uh about the room. When they're in the room, because a lot of people will often go to this and I think this is uh, somewhat of a lazy uh, take, but the do 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 you guys ever bring up the Pro Bowl? Well, he only went to because the Pro Bowl's become what it has become, you know. And obviously, you know Fred's best year. Uh, you know, you might have Ladainian Tomlinson doing something, or you know, you had a, a, a Jamal Lewis having a record-setting season. So again, I can give you all the numbers and stats that are Hall of Fame worthy, and there are a ton of a ton of them with Fred. One of my favorites is you know, there's three players in the NFL history to have seven seasons with at least 200 carries and a 4.5 yards per carry average, Brown, Sanders, and, and Fred. So, But I'm just curious about the Pro Bowl. Does that come up in discussion ever in the room? If you're presenting a player in the Hall of, at, for the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. and I've presented a lot of them, mm-hmm. and if they made a lot of Pro Bowls, I bring it up. Okay. If they didn't, mm-hmm. and people say, well, how come he only made two Pro Bowls? I'd say because here were the guys taking it. Okay, okay. And put that in there. Just like if I have a quarterback and he doesn't win a Super Bowl like mm-hmm. Warren Moon, I tell him why he didn't. It wasn't right. him. It was the defense's fault. Right. And here's what happened. So uh, Pro Bowl, uh, and today, because so many guys uh, don't go to the Pro Bowl, one of the things we want to know, what is, was the guy originally voted as a starter? Right. Because if he was a third alternate, you know, forget about it. Right. And so – Pro Bowl doesn't mean as much, and of course now they don't play a real Pro Bowl. But yeah. <laughs> the fact is, much more important is the AP right. all all pro team, whether right. you had first or second team, and sometimes you don't because they had great players in front of you who had you may have had a great season, they had one even greater. But uh, when people are in the, talking about candidates, you don't hear a whole lot of negative. It's all all okay. positive and. One thing I've always done, I've been on the committee, I think this is about 30 years, I never say anything negative about another person's candidate. Never. Never have. Never will. I'll say positive things because I don't want that guy to go, hmm, he said negative things about my guy. I'm not voting for Good point. his guy. Good point. And uh, so the negativity is kept internally. Nothing that is ever expressed. Well, listen, you do a great job. I have so much respect for you. You've had a, Thank you. a wonderful career. Gallery Sports, check him out. He's a legend. He's John McClain from Houston Sports Radio 610 as well and uh, and a Hall of Famer in his own right. And uh, 
Appreciate you uh, spending some time with us and talking about Freddie T. You have a great day, sir. Anytime. Good luck to the Jaguars the rest of the season. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We're still hanging around, John. We got some got some games in December here that matter. Keep, so keep playing like Sunday and no telling what's going to happen. No doubt. No doubt. Thank you, sir. Pleasure. Yes, sir. There he goes, John McClain. On the Fair and Fair phone line, we'll make the turn for home when we come back. Now, the two-minute drill. Brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping the sports world spinning with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. We hand off to Tony. I wanted to give a quick shout-out and uh, congrats to uh, David Witt of the fabulous Witt family here in Jacksonville, Jacksonville's own. Recently named, just named, the WTA Tour Coach of the Year. Uh, he works with now Jessica Pagula, whose parents own the Buffalo Bills. She's up to number three in the world. And so uh, David honored as her, or as the WTA Tour Coach of the Year in 2022. So congrats. He's also worked with uh, worked with a long time, I think, with Venus. And so uh, congratulations to him. That's a, it's a tough gig, man. You got to travel on the road. Got to go all these tournaments and, and, and work with these, work with these athletes and, uh, uh, he does a great job at it. So, congrats to uh, David and the entire Witt family. Tone, what's happening? What's going on? Yeah, We've got a big game Sunday. I've never <laughs> been this excited for a game. I'm like, I'm excited. I, I go down there around ten thirty, and we I, I go with Marcel Robinson. We always have a like, when's the traffic going to hit? Mm-hmm. And really, once this year it was a Giants game for some reason. They a lot of people went early, and there was a good crowd, and and so there was you know we go on the Heart Expressway and we got traffic. I like when we get traffic. Yeah. I'm Generally traffic. speaking, when the visiting fans are going to show up, you get yeah. a lot of early traffic. Yeah, right? yeah. Like I mean, they get there as early as they yeah. can. They never get to see their team, so they're going to yeah. get out there and yeah. go through the whole thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we'll watch them warm up for 90 minutes. Sure. Why not? Sure, you know? sure. I never get to see the uniform live, so right. I would expect that's going to be the way it feels this weekend too. There's going to be a lot of Cowboys fans in that stadium. Sorry, right, as long as we have the raucous yeah. atmosphere, I'm cool with it. No doubt. I mean, that place gets loud yeah. and. You heard just over the last few days these season ticket holders that had sold their tickets to Cowboys fans a month ago. Yeah. You know? And maybe yeah. they wouldn't sell it now, Probably but they not. did a month ago. Yeah. You know? I don't blame them. That's fine. You do whatever yeah. you want. I, I have no problem with it. Personally, I get it. I kept my two. And so I know that my young son is excited. I mean, it's great to have an excitement in the city, a no buzz doubt. about a game like that. No so, doubt. Yeah. And it's more and in December. Yeah. Not and, September 8th. <laughs> and it's more getting ahead of, we already know there's going to be fans that call and complain on Monday about how many Cowboys fans were in the stadium sure. and what's going on. Well, Cowboys fans live everywhere. Oh yeah. That team has played here once. Once. In the history of the franchise, the Cowboys have played here once. So any Cowboys fan basically in the southeastern United States has this game here has an opportunity yeah. to come down here. It's a nice time of year to be here. And probably got a good deal on tickets if they bought them a month ago. No doubt. So, yeah, there's going to be a lot of Cowboys fans there. And hopefully the Jags start winning enough that those kind of things aren't going on. But they've been doing that enough in the last month, maybe, but not in the last 10 years. No, that's fair. That's to overcome fair. those kind of things. So, look, uh, the Jaguars fans that are going to be there are going to be loud. Oh, yeah. And I look forward to – the atmosphere this weekend with whatever it's going to be. Our question of the day today, Dan, we're asking Jaguars fans, through 13 games, which 2022 newcomer to the Jaguars has been the best addition to the team so far? Players, not coaches for this. So a draft pick or a free agent, not limited to the four gentlemen that we have pictured in the question that we tweeted out this morning. All right. Well, look forward to have a great show. Thank you. 
Uh, we got Mike and Tony. We got Jaguars today. It's coming up momentarily. E, uh, well done. Have a great day. Yeah. And we'll be back uh, at it tomorrow is the uh, 6 o'clock, right? Two day? 6 o'clock, Dan. Two day suspension? 6 o'clock. I'm right, sorry. I'll see you at 6.